2: have you ever thought about starting your own podcast you know when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground we had a lot of questions how do you record an episode how do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to you know best of all how do we like to make money off this podcast the answer to every one of these questions is really simple anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm/.start. To join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. To another special episode of the High Low Sports Podcast, I'm Kelsey, joined today by DJ and a special guest. We got Brendan on the phone with us. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the raking, where we see teams finishing out the season, um, leading into the NFL season that starts in a couple days. Uh, it's a pretty exciting time. Um, welcome to the show, Brendan. Uh, we'll go ahead and get it started off with. Since you're our special guest, you get to start first. We're gonna start with the AFC South. Where do you see AFC South to, You know, ending up this season.
3: Uh, the biggest team I have up top. I've got the Jigs up top. Uh, I like the Colts, but with the loss of Andrew Luck, it's kind of tough for me seeing them take the top. Uh, I have them at seven and nine taking the top. I know it sounds kind of low, but. I didn't foresee them doing very much better. I have the Colts tied with them at seven and nine, but the tiebreaker went to the Jags. Um, the Texans I've got at four and twelve. It just with everything that's been going on lately and the Jadavve Tuklani trade, I I don't see them mashing up very well. Uh, and then the Titans just kind of do the Titan thing. They they don't run the ball as well as they should, and Mariota with him being injured almost all the time yeah i don't i
1: just go home. Oh. well they have Rantana who's also injured all the time so they'll split time being injured it'll balance out
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no i guess i can't I, I
2: mean a little little low on records there i gotta say but i i mean i can't say i totally disagree with your reasoning that's you got some pretty good reasons in there what about you dj what do you got what do you got your your afc this,
1: this is your conference so you know you got to well, I have the exact opposite of everything that just came out there. <laughs> so I have the Texans at 11-5. and Jadavion Clowney, losing him's not that big of a deal, I don't think, considering he's always broken and not getting as many sacks as he should. And then trading for Laramie Tunsil, as well as Kenny Stills, Deshaun Watson has a new slot receiver, as well as a left tackle, so he might not get ripped in half this year or have to play with a ripped open long. So he's, uh, it's only upwards from there. And there's not a whole lot of... There's not anyone else in the division I think that has a quarterback even close to him at this point. I think it before is Andrew Luck, Deshaun, then the other two. Who cares? Now it's Deshaun, and we'll see what Jacoby is, and then who cares? After that, I got the Jaguars. You don't at, like
2: you know like big swinging Nick Foles?
1: Yeah, we'll see how he does outside the Eagles. It's hard to do much without you know Doug Peterson and that super system of death. But anyway, we have, have the Jaguars at nine and seven, second in the division because. He is still better than Blake Bortles, not by much, but a little bit. And they have a stupid good defense. Josh Allen looks like the better of the Josh Allens already. You have Jalen Ramsey, who some people hate, but he's still Jalen Ramsey. Yannick and Doc Wade, Cletus Campbell's, Miles Jack just got paid. They have a defense. They'll still win games. Nick Foles just can't be stupid, and they'll be fine. The Colts have finishing 8-8. Eight and eight. kind of hurts to say that, considering they are probably a 12-4, and 11-5 team until Andrew Luck's eventually his body gave out. Can you even call yourself a Colts fan anymore? Probably, yeah. I'm also a realist, <laughs> so at the same time. Coming from the ultimate cowboy-hating Cowboys fan over here, but okay. So I think Jacoby Brissett will have a rough start a little bit. They'll probably be 2-5, and five, something like that. But I think they'll finish the season hot. They'll get it clicking towards the end. Marlon Mack, Brissett, T.Y., they'll all find something. Probably win like five of the last seven games, something like that. I think they'll finish on a hot, hot note. And with all the extra cap space, I think they're kinda of right back where they were two years ago, building for the future. building for the future where it looks like they'll have next. And that's assuming Brissett's not trash or Dak Prescott for, you know, certain people over here. Yeah, let's that, that, that's hope he's not Dak. And then rounding out the division I have the Titans is seven and nine because like we heard Brendan say, their quarterback situation is an infirmatory room basically. Derek Henry is still the largest running back to ever be created by humankind with the weirdest hair ever, where he has long dreads that start basically at his the crown of his head. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But at the same time, nobody wants to tackle him. Their defense has some underratedly good players like Kevin Byer, Jarrell Casey. Delaney Walker's nice, but as a whole, every time we watch them, they, everyone wants to pick them as like, oh, we know they're going to be good. They want to be ahead of the game, and they always disappoint you. They are not the mighty, mighty Titans, so... I think they're going to finish seven and nine at the, pretty much at the bottom of the division, but it's still a competitive division. It'd probably be, if they had a quarterback, they would probably be easily an eleven and five type team. But you don't know what you're getting with two guys that can't stay healthy and spend more time in the training room than on the field. Yeah, it's, I can I can I can definitely see that. They definitely need sunshine
2: as their quarterback if they're going to be the Titans. That's for sure. Sunshine, sunshine. <laughs> at this point, they're sucking for Herbert. It's 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 acceptable. Can't blame them. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I guess I don't know. Maybe I see more out of the Colts than you guys do. But I have the Texans leading the South, um, ten and six. I have them going. Uh, not the not the losing record Brendan has, but not exactly the eleven wins that you see him having. I do think they're gonna they're gonna be hurt a little bit with Clowney leaving. Um, they're gonna kind of balance out getting Tunsil and and uh, you know Carlos Hyde um, in that trade with uh, the Chiefs. Browns call side was the Chiefs are you sure nope not at all we'll find out I don't want to look it up anymore
1: they also had Duke Johnson too from the Browns I feel like they just took the Browns losing backfield from last year yeah pretty much uh finishing second in the division I have the Colts at nine and seven
2: uh, I do think they're gonna win they're gonna go two 0 early lose a couple in a row and then finish out seven out of seven out of nine you think they take the Chargers week one I do think they take the Chargers week one I think nobody has film on Jacoby Brissett. And I, mean, I, think, I think they're, they're jaded. They're, they're going to be coming out to play for number 12. And there's got to be something said about that. When people have p- things to play for, they, they seem to play better than the some of their parts. So I do think they win too early, and then they go on a winning streak. Or they go on a losing streak after that, They're trying to figure themselves out. Because then at that point, you're playing for yourselves, not so much for somebody anymore. Um, and then they figure it out at the end of the season and end up winning, rattling off seven straight wins. So... I got. I, I feel I feel good about the Colts. Everything I do, I do, like Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, you lost luck,
1: but so you have them going two and 0 oh, oh and seven, seven and oh. Yeah, that is much. the most confusing, painful roller coaster ride ever for anyone to go. It's going to
2: suck for you as a Colts fan. It's going to suck for what? anyone
1: who wants to watch that. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, they're good. Oh my god, they suck. Oh my god, they're good. Yeah, but
2: then after that, I got the Titans finishing third. Um, they're six and ten. Uh, they're not better than six and ten uh, at all. Um, you have two quarterbacks who are going to be splitting time in an infirmary room and on the field. That's might as well just be an infirmary backfield. Um, you got Derek Henry. That's your positive note. Corey Davis is finally coming on out of out of Western Michigan. Um, but then what what do you have besides Kevin Byard on defense? Really, like Drew Casey's nice. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. That's one person. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You just said who else? There's one. <laughs> yeah, but the, the point is they don't have a whole. They don't have enough pieces and. Vrabel as a coach, I just I questioned his play, his coaching style. So
1: I mean, with him as head coach, I want to see more tight ends catching touchdown passes on the goal line. I think that's mandatory.
2: Absolutely. So you know, I, I do question a lot of it. Um, or not tight ends, linebackers catching. Yeah, touches. linebackers yeah, catching geez. catching it out of the backfield from that fullback position. Um, but no, yeah, Vrabel, he's part of that Belichick coaching tree, and we've seen the success out of Belichick's coaching tree. Honestly, there's not a whole lot. It's pretty so, rough. It's pretty rough. Yeah, um, I I think that continues. Um, in a six and ten record, and then I got the Jags finishing last in the division. Uh, you know, I joke about big, big Nick Foles, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they mesh again. I think this year they just continue whatever happened to them last season, where they just fell apart. I think it keeps going. Um, I don't think they have enough good guys in the locker room for them to gel in the, in the locker room and make you know and forced out a couple close games i just don't think they have it in them. what well, you don't
1: think jalen ramsey's a good guy that everyone likes you don't think he's a fun guy to hang around no he way Showed
2: up in an armored truck for pre practice it's a brinks truck <laughs>
1: look it's the same
2: thing he showed up in an armored truck how many of his teammates how do you think Calais campbell feels seeing that he's
1: like man he thinks i can eat that truck and not have to worry about it but
2: that's just crazy like i, I just don't i you know
1: i i don't i don't like it um Hey, at least somehow it got
2: Miles Jack paid. I guess. Yeah, I mean, and that's the you know how do a lot of guys after they get big contracts they don't always have a great year after they get a good contract. So besides JJ Watt, okay, one. Yeah, just saying, (laughs) just saying, just throwing it out there since we're in the AFC South. Yeah, but all right, so that's all we got for the AFC South. Looks like we're all kind of unanimous. Have the Texans on top. Uh, well, Well, except for Brendan over here, he's. He's going crazy with a losing record on top of the Jags. (laughs) Um, We respect it. So what we're saying is what the fudge is going to happen with this
1: AFC South. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. AFC South continues to be the conundrum of all all the divisions uh, I see. It went from having potentially three playoff teams, to who the hell is going to win a playoff? Who's going to get there? It makes no (laughs) sense now. And then they don't exactly have an easy schedule on top of that either, getting to play the AFC West on top of it too. Yep. Anyway, so we'll go on to the AFC North. Brendan, please tell me you have the Bengals at the top of the AFC North, right? Andy Dalton. No. You love Red Rocket, right? Uh,
3: The AFC North, my top, I actually have the Ravens.
1: I was hoping the Andy Dalton factor would take over. But okay, so the Ravens. I have the Ravens at 10-5-1. A tie. I I can't say I blame you because that's kind of the Ravens MO is to randomly tie somewhere. And. Yeah, I, there's one game I could not, for the life of me, figure
3: out who would win that game because both defenses are fairly good, but both of them have running quarterbacks that can make random plays that make no sense. So it was it, it was it was pretty difficult. Um, actually, I have two two teams that are going to the playoffs in the AFC North, and three teams that are above eight and eight. Oh. Wow. Uh, six, six, yeah, second to the Ravens. I've got the Browns this year at 10-6. So, so you respect the bake show. What was that? You respect
2: the
0: bake show in, in Cleveland.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I, I think all of the weapons and the building they've been doing for the last few years, I think it finally comes, comes to a tee this year. They kind of just click. I don't see them not being a playoff team. I mean, the way they played last year was not as good as I was hoping. I was expecting much better record from them, but with the addition of Odell, I mean, it's kind of hard not to hit over for Mayfield when he's got a target like him.
1: Yeah, and on defense, you got to pee in your pants. is cool, consider me, Miles Garrett. So, I mean, you already got a force of nature on the defensive side, too. Not to mention, he's...
3: Got a fairly good secondary behind him with the pass rush, so I, I see him doing pretty well this year. Um, I have the Steelers actually tied with them at ten and six as well. I know you're going to hate that one, DJ, but
1: no, I get it.
3: Big Ben's no <laughs> douche, but I get it. They still got Juju. They got Big Ben. They'll be
2: okay. They got James <laughs> Conner. I, I can respect it. Yeah. Ryan Chazier's still broken his, on
3: Madden. to a last year, bro. Um, and then, last in the division, after all the Big Ten and six teams, I've got the Bengals five and eleven.
1: <laughs> well, which one of these is not like the
3: others? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I for, the, for some reason, you know, I, the Bengals have had the same system year in and year out, and this year I feel like everyone just kind of blows them over. We've got a lot of tough teams in the AFC and the NFC this year. And honestly, I just don't see—I don't see him coming up on top. I don't see him pulling an eight and eight. I don't see him pulling a six and ten. I don't see him as a high team. So that's kind of where I'm at with those. I've got Browns and Ravens on top, which I feel will make for a pretty interesting playoff scenario as well.
1: Intriguing. I agree with you on Bengals being five and eleven. You finally get a new coach after twenty years of mediocrity, but nothing's going to change. You still have Andy Dalton. You, you, AJ Green's on not on IR, but he's out for a while with that ankle injury. Joe Mixon. We'll see if he's any. We'll see. The defense. No, I have no faith in the defense, so I have them at five and eleven. Also, at the top, I have the Steelers at ten and six, simply because they have the best offensive line in the division. Big Ben's still pretty good. Juju Smith-Schuster has next as one of the next best receivers, and James Conner is all right. James Washington, their draft pick from last year, he's going to emerge this year. They're going to find a random receiver they took in the fifth round that's going to turn into an all-pro again like they do every damn year. James Washington? No, I'm saying another one on top <laughs> of him. They're going to have a bunch of them. So uh, Somehow they'll be just good enough. I think they'll have the most continuity. They'll get 10-6, and six, I think just because they'll start a little bit hotter than the other teams. They'll probably finish a little shakier, but I think the Browns will catch on. I have the Browns at 9-7. and seven. Odell, Jarvis Landry, top three duo of receivers in the league, arguably. The Big Show is—I don't think he's gonna have that big of a sophomore slump. He'll be a little slow early. Nick Chubb still is just a monster and likes to kill everybody in his way, trying to show that he's better than Sony Michelle in college, no matter what anyone else says. And then when Kareem Hunt gets back from his, from surgery, they'll have another bat running back that can basically just—he was the leading league's leading rusher at one point. I mean, his rookie year, he was the best running back in the league, arguably. His second year before he unceremoniously had to leave the team. He was dominating as well. David Njoku's a stud, young tight end. Their offensive line's pretty good. They're going to be fine. And then on defense, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, we talked about them. They're going to be really good. I just think they'll start a little slow, so they'll go 9-7. and seven. Ravens, I have tied at 9-7. and seven. I think they're still going to be able to run all over the place, but I still don't believe in Lamar Jackson truly throwing the ball. I mean, he could throw you short passes, some short little in-between the numbers by the hash marks and move the chains, but... We saw what the Chargers did do in the playoff game. They basically, for a while, they were like, all right, throw the ball outside, we dare you. And he really couldn't do it accurately or consistently. And he has his best rep as a weapon is a rookie, Marquise Brown, who we have not seen play in the NFL and is coming off a foot injury. So we'll see. And I don't believe in Mark Ingram for a running back either. He's he's the <laughs> ultimate, I need five, I'll give you four. If you need four, I'll give you four. If I need ten, I'll give you four. He's There's not much there. And their defense lost way too many pieces. So 9-7 for them. Then, as I mentioned, 5-11 for the Bengals. I think it'll be a competitive division, but nobody sticks out this year really as a oh that's the team to be scared of. Okay, well, I mean, in my opinion, I think there's a team
2: to be scared of in that division, and it's the Browns. Um, I got to give it to the Brownies at ten and six. They have, that's it, That's my pick for winning the division. Um, I you're right. I do think Bake Show does start out a little slow, but I think he has Nick Chubb there to pick him up and keep him rolling through the first couple games until he gets his feet under him, gets that chemistry with Odell. And once Odell, Jarvis, Bake, you know, once they once they start going getting together and getting the chemistry right, David and Joku together, I mean, pick
1: your poison with that team. It's I think down the stretch they're going to be almost unbeatable. The best way to there's one thing that will stop them, and it's if Odell gets in a fight with a kicking net again, then it's a kicking net can destroy the entire team. If if I'm if I'm the coaching staff and I'm the personnel guys
2: for the Browns, I'm making sure every single kicking net is retractable into the ground, that that way he can't touch them, he doesn't see them. It doesn't exist. They do not exist in Cleveland. So on an away game, the fans are going to throw kicking nets on the side. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I just I mean everything about their defense, their, you know, their young up and coming team, I do think they they kind of beat the curve this year and they 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 overachieve. Um and I do think they they win the division at 10 and 6. Um, second, I have the Steelers, actually opposite kind of DJ's rankings. I have them at 9-7. and seven. Um, Big Ben is still Big Ben. He still has Juju. They still have James Conner. They have James Washington, who's young and emerging. And you're right, they're going to find another fifth-round fifth, fifth round draft pick, sixth-round draft pick that's just going to show up for them. It doesn't make sense. Um, and their defense is serviceable. I mean, it's not going to be great, but it's it's not going to be bad. You can't hate means. on TJ Watt and Devin Bush. I mean, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Up. So, I mean, it, they're not as good – you know, T.J. Watts not as good as his brother yet, but he's still really good NFL pro. He's healthier than his brother. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, yeah, I got them at 9-7. and seven. Um, And then I have the division kind of falling off. I have the Bengals at 6-10, and 10, uh, barely edging out just because of a tiebreaker, the Ravens at 6-10. and 10. Um, I just don't think the Bengals are in it. I mean, they got Andy Dalton that – no, Tyler. He's Iper, a joke at this point. You know, like AJ it's, Green. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's there's nothing to throw to, and let's be honest, he can't even throw it to him when they're healthy. So, but what about Joe Mixon? Yeah, he's gonna go punch another person in the in a restaurant if he's not careful. Oh, dude. too soon. And, uh, is it too soon? It's been three years. I feel like it's not too soon anymore.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and then I got the Ravens. There's film on Lamar, and then they're gonna they're gonna get in their way. I feel like they're gonna try this Trace McSorley on passing downs and Lamar on every other down, and it's just going to get in the way. It's going to be like the Joe Flacco experiment that blew up in their face last time they tried this. Um, I just don't see them them being able to pull it out. And I think, honestly, one of the more underrated pieces uh, that left their defense, even though he's an older guy, is Eric Weddle. I think him leaving kind of as that leader of the group is going to hurt. The beard they all unite under. Exactly. I mean, he provides enough
1: shade for everybody to – to be under there with that giant beard. You put about enough shade with that Joe Mixon slide there. I mean, maybe you should sign up to be their designated shade. Look, I can can do whatever. If they pay me, I'll do whatever they need me to do. Moving forward. So we're (laughs) going to jump ahead to everyone's favorite division, the AFC East, the epitome of competitive because all teams are equal, right? I mean, anyway, so, Brennan, what do you have going for the uh, AFC East here? Uh, this,
3: This division was one of my most shocking. Um, uh, I honestly have a hard time agreeing with myself, <laughs> it's but <up> my life. <laughs> I know, Doesn't that sound weird. Uh,
1: so I do not have the Patriots taking the division. Hold and on so now. What <laughs> an entire half of the country just gasped and threw a fit and started jumping Gosh. into the river and throwing tea into the, into the Boston river. I
3: actually give the jets the division
1: Whoa. and
3: <laughs> I know I know it sounds high. Uh, it didn't to a high. 11-5.
1: 11-5, the Jets. The goddamn Jets finish 11-5. J-E-T-S, okay. Fireman Ed just busted a nut. <laughs> <laughs> I need a live uh, reaction from but Fireman I mean, Ed right now.
3: I, I really I really like Darnold. I love that they have Le'Veon Bell there. I don't know what he's going to be like after missing a year. I mean. Their defense is usually at least middle of the pack, so I'm not horribly big on the defense, but they still have a lot of decent weapons. And with the actual schedule they have, I don't see them losing too many games. So I ended up having them at 11-5. It shocked the crap out of me. <laughs> I had them at like eight wins before I even got to the division. So that one kind of threw me for a loop. I do have the path at second, though, and nine and seven. I don't see them being as dominant. They don't have Gronk. Tom Brady is another year older. And we either get Tom Brady last year or we get, well, at the time, Tom Brady, like what we saw with Peyton Manning, and then everything just kind of stuck to fall off. I don't know what we're going to see there. How are you um, who are kidding? Is
2: he's, he's,
1: he, he, Tom Brady's immune to father time. I don't know. Last year he looked kind of old there. I mean, I don't care what says. He had moments of really, really seasoned. Like you can see that you can see the cane sticking out of his out of his shoulder pads there. Yeah, no, seriously, he's he's it's it's about to happen. I'm curious to see yeah. how you have the rest of this division now because I'm already kind of shook off the top.
3: Well, uh, the Bills and the Dolphins. Um, I'm not big on them at all this year. What you oh, don't mean the, the Dolphins trading away
1: everybody? Oh no. <laughs> the Bills cutting
3: Musa uh, McCoy. Just,
4: what?
3: <laughs> and then I have the Dolphins four and twelve. I just don't. I don't see Rosen getting anything going there. And even if he does, it'll be later in the season. I think that they try and have Fitzmagic for way longer than they should.
1: Which is already one game um, is too long. <laughs>
3: uh, and just with everything that's been happening around them, their their schedule. They've, they see some tough teams but not a lot I just with the Bills and the Dolphins I don't trust their quarterbacks I really don't I do not I, I just don't trust Allen and I don't trust Rosen and it's magic
1: I trust Allen to throw that so, ball a uh, mile but that's about it yeah <laughs> throw the ball a <laughs> mile yeah, and so, throw over somebody randomly yeah <laughs> Fair
3: but yeah that's that's how I got it ranked is Jets Pats Bills and then the Dolphins, but well, bring I'm us. still not sure on the Jets,
1: <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna
3: press my pick.
1: I agree with you on some parts about the Jets. They were kind of my team that surprised people, not as surprising as you are, because I love Le'Veon Bell with Sam Darnold. I like Adam Gase calling the plays. Their defense has a lot of nice young players, plus bringing in C.J. Mosley, etc. So, I had the Jets at eight and eight, though I didn't have them at eleven and five. I had the Patriots at twelve and four, because even if Tom Brady suddenly dies. They have Jared Stidham, who I think can run this offense clean enough, and they ran the heck out of the ball last year. And when you play the Bills and the Dolphins twice and the Jets twice, they'll still somehow win twelve games, and it'll be not no one will care because it's the Patriots. So I have the Patriots twelve and four, the Jets surprisingly eight and eight. Bills six and ten because Josh Allen hurdles a few people, like you said, and he throws a rocket. And they have some decent young defensive pieces. I like Ed Oliver on that defense. And the Dolphins, I initially had it like 3-13, but in light of recent events, I've dropped them to 1-15. I can't really see them doing a whole lot. I mean, you have no receivers, really, besides Devontae Parker, who doesn't stay healthy as much as he should. Kenyon Drake's all right, but they don't even give him full-time carry some games. I could not name the tight end on their roster. I can't name an offensive lineman anymore. Their quarterbacks are either 80 years old or brand new and basically just got shafted out of Arizona. And their defense, I... Who's on their defense? They just traded Kiko Alonso, too. I mean... Xavier I, Howard. Hold on now. That's one guy, and he's a corner on one side of the field. You can avoid him like the plague.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah,
1: but... So they yes. have one guy on the entire roster that Talk we Talk about know. my Ravens shade right
2: now. God, Dolphins fans everywhere
1: crying out for you. They're crying because the truth hurts. And they are Ooh. going to be pretty bad this year, and if they win more than six games, I will apologize. But I can. I only see them winning one game kind of flukily. All right, well, fair enough. I mean, other than your Dolphins... Record.
2: I, I, we have really similar choices here. I have the Patriots at twelve and four, all the same reasons you said. They play the Bills and the Dolphins twice. That's four guaranteed wins. And then you're at least beating the Jets once, if not yeah. twice. Uh, the Jets seven to nine. I don't have them beating the Patriots this season. So that's you know, that's where one of their losses comes in, uh, or well, two of their losses come in. Uh, but everything you said about the Jets is correct. I do like their young pieces, but you I hate just, Sam Darnold we'll, though. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I don't like Sam Darnold at all. <laughs> But I also worry. Quentin Williams has gotten this slow start in preseason. I don't think he's gonna roll into the season at, at top form. I think he'll take like a couple games to get get under his belt and
1: figure it out. He's um, got that Marcel Darius feel when he came out, compared to like Nick Fairley. It's just like a little slow. But here we come. He'll pick yeah. it up by the end of the year. Yeah, he'll become an All Pro by by his third season. But I think
2: he's gonna be a slow. It's gonna be a slow roll getting to that. Um, the Bills six and ten. Uh, yeah, job, uh, You know. Allen is is Josh Allen, and he can throw it a country mile, but he can't throw it accurately a country mile. He'll throw it to the wrong country. You, you could you could have you could have a whole mountain over there, and he'd miss the mountain and hit the little small tree if he needs to. Which would be actually probably more impressive, honestly. But I mean, I digress. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then the Dolphins, uh, four and twelve. Um, yeah, I, I don't have the disrespect DJ does, but he believe too much in Fitzmagic. Magic. I, look, I think Fitzmagic is good for two games, and I think Josh Rosen surprises people in two games. I don't think they put Josh Rosen in until it's too late. But that's just it. I think he gets those garbage wins in, at the end of the season.
1: That's where I gave him their one garbage win, but fair um, enough. I-, I, I
2: think he gets two garbage wins at the end of the season, <laughs> um, manages to pull something out. And, yeah, I mean, Patriots, obviously, they're the Patriots. They just win that division year after year and until Tom Brady retires. I, I think it's going to be his neck way.
1: falls off, he has to basically get injured, seriously injured at this point. Or to have, like, a terrible fall off at this point. Because yeah. the way the Patriots offense is so simple and very quarterback-friendly, it doesn't even make sense. I feel like I can walk in there and, get, and win a few games with him. Exactly, yeah. So, all right, well, that does it for our regular season AFC picks. No, we still got the AFC West. Oh, just kidding. My bad. My so, list was backwards. All right, so we're going to jump to the AFC West, which I think is going to be an interesting division. Brendan, who do you have taking take at the top of the AFC West? It's got to be John Gruden.
3: Before I tell you who it is, this division has more wins than any other division in my, in my rankings.
1: Now I'm intrigued.
3: So, uh, total wins for this division, I have 39 between all four teams. So... The top of the division. I got thirty seven, so yeah, we agree on that one. (laughs) I I have the Chargers at the top of the division. I have them at
1: thirteen and three. (laughs) That okay. Go ahead and continue (laughs) on. I won't say anything yet. (laughs) Um
3: I have them at thirteen and three. I really, really like Rivers. I love Rivers. I love the way their offense. Clicks and their defense, they've got Bosa, their secondary is not the t- top in the league, but it's good enough to keep Rivers on the field. And when Rivers is still on the field, I, I trust him this year. I think this is their year because he's not getting any younger, and I know he's really, really pushing. And every year it seems the Chargers get closer and closer to what should be a really, really far playoff run, and I think this year they kind of cross over that bridge, take the division, go for the first-round bye. Um, Behind them, I have the Chiefs at 11-5. and I really like the Chiefs. They've got outstanding offense. The problem I have with them is everyone's got a year of tape on the homes now, so they've got more time, they've had more uh, they've had a whole off season to kinda get prepared for what they're gonna see this year. And Andy Reid he does change things slightly, but I don't think he changes stuff enough to keep them on the higher of the winning uh, winning sides this year. I think the Chargers take at least fifty percent of the games against the Chiefs, so one and one against them. I had the Chargers, I believe it was Three and one against the Broncos and Raiders, so five five division wins out of six games. So I, it seems like it'd be their year. I'm hoping for it. Uh, the Raiders, I have eight and eight.
1: So much faith in John Gruden.
3: I don't have faith in John Gruden. I have faith in
1: everything else. Derek Carr. And Antonio Brown. That, yeah, that's a good. That's a good deal to have him. I don't really
3: know what the heck's going through Gruden's head. It still that's kind a, of bugs me. What I don't it's, think Gruden does it good. I mean, it, it's benefited me a lot. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. But it hasn't benefited the Raiders very much. Hmm. But uh, I feel like this year they they go eight and eight. Derek Carr, he's a good quarterback. I wouldn't put him in the top ten. But I would definitely put him in the top fifteen. I think he's got the ability. I just think he needed a guy like Antonio Brown to kind of bring him up to that next level. And then I have the Broncos going seven and nine. Oh, okay. And I'm not doing it. I'm not doing seven and nine due to offense. I think at (laughs) least four of their wins are going to be field goal or safety to indifference. Um, the biggest reason is I really do trust in Fangio's defense, and when you got guys like Chris Harris, Von Miller, and Bradley Chubb all together on the same team, with Fangio's genius, I think they can score a lot on defense that can make the difference in a lot of games. So, like I said, it's the highest winning uh, division I've got, but I think the Chargers got it this year.
1: I think you need to quit eavesdropping on my list somehow because we have a lot of similar things and it's not very much fun right now, but so I have the charge at thirteen and three as well. The only thing the only question I really have is a well two questions. When does Derwin James get back? I think they said he's out for like six weeks of the season, so if he gets back and clicking by week eight, they're good to go. If he's at least ninety percent of last year's Derwin James. Melvin Gordon, what the fuck's going on with him? I mean, where is he going? Is he staying? Should he stay or should he go? What is their plan? If he goes, whatever they get in return, plus the running backs they already have, they'll be fine. If he stays, you keep a top seven, eight-ish running backs, though. I think they're good either way there, so that's why I have the charges at 13-3. The Chiefs have it 11-5 as well because we can't have different records. For some reason, we have to pick the exact same thing. I think Patrick Mahomes, like you said, they... The entire league has seen him, so he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna throw fifty touchdowns, five thousand yards, no look passing nonchalantly, snapping it through his legs for forty yards. I like them bringing in Lashawn McCoy to go with Damian Williams. Tyreek Hill should probably be in jail, but alas, he's playing this year, so he'll be, he'll still be explosive and unguardable. And Travis Kelsey's still the second best tight end in football. A really good offensive line. Their defense is gonna be better. They brought in a lot of pretty good pieces. Chris Jones, Frank Clark. They'll get after it. They'll, they're the Chiefs. They'll be fine. So I had the Raiders a 7-9, and nine, but in light of them cutting Keelan Doss, the star of hard knocks at receiver, they automatically lose one more game for that because that was stupid when you need receivers and you cut a guy who's killing in preseason and you keep Mike Lennon and Nathan Peterman as backups and then you signed Deshaun Kaiser today. What are you doing? You just cut like 40 people and you bring in Deshaun Kaiser to be compete for Derek Carr's, not even his backup. They don't even know what they're doing. So John Gruden's being silly with they're, that. They're trying to up their drip, that's all. Don't ever say that sentence to me again. Look
2: unacceptable. Man, I, I've never
1: <laughs> seen a backup quarterback with the type of drip that Deshaun Kaiser has. That may be the case, but well, you add him and you have Nathan Peter and Mike Lennon, none of them are supposed to play unless he secretly hates Derek Carr and is gonna trade him for five more draft picks. They definitely have the longest necks of all quarterbacks in the league. And then what it's they have the longest shots of actually doing what they should be <laughs> doing too, because I initially was gonna have them seven and nine, eight and because I liked some of their draft. But then you do this. You have a guy an undrafted guy, a homegrown kid that was playing outstanding you need receivers to go with Antonio Brown Tyrell Williams Hunter Renfro like just that fourth option just so you can spread the field in different ways and you cut him for Deshaun Kaiser and so you can keep Nathan 18 interceptions a game Peterman and the long neck of the law Mike Lennon and and they have been terrible this preseason if we honestly watch it like they have had their moments but they have not been very good so I have them at an unfortunate six and ten I really wanted to just like get really mad and put them at three and 13 but even I couldn't do that so and then i have the broncos at seven nine i like everything you said about their defense vic fangio is gonna make von miller and bradley chubb look like gangbusters like they already are chris harris is a top five six corner in the league depending on who you talk to they have some other acceptable parts joe Flacco's still not terrible they don't philip Lindsay's a good running back they have some decent young i like the tight end noah fant out of iowa i think he'll be fine some of their receivers are okay they can't block anybody they'll win some games just because they get eight sacks at a game and a couple picks and joe flacco manages to not throw five interceptions i think drew Locke will end up playing for them by the end of the year if he gets healthy so it's a pretty competitive division i have them at i think it was 36 37 wins as well like i think it'll be a pretty competitive division but the top two will establish their authority over those bottom two yeah so kelsey how do you have this division shaking out so this is my this is my second highest win total out of any division um
2: I have him at 38, so right behind Brennan's 39. Uh, you know, not too bad. Um, I actually flipped the top two from you guys, but I have the same record. So I have the Chiefs at 13-3. and three. I mean, yeah, Mahomes, has they have more they have more study on Mahomes. But has anybody seen Andy Reid lately? The dude's a mad genius. He'll come up with stuff we've never seen before. He might have Tyreek. He'll take a snap and throw the ball to Patty Mahomes for a touchdown at one point in time. We know he can throw hands, that's for sure. Yeah, so, you know, there's no telling. Um, the Chargers... Uh, with everything going on with Melvin, Mel, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, it's hard to uh, hard to keep him at the top of the division, which is where I originally was thinking about putting him. But in light of the recent stuff, um, I have him at eleven and five. You know, I have them second in the division.
1: I mean, you have a listen to the Colts. That that says it all.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I just you know you you don't if you don't have a running back and you have an old Philip Rivers, like he predicates everything off the the run game. Mm-hmm. They're pretty deep at running back. They got three or four other guys that are really but good. But you don't have a Melvin Hammer Gordon. At least I don't have rookie Melvin Gordon either. I mean, that's, you, take, you cut your losses either way. Yeah, I mean, at least, yeah, you're right. At least it's not your rookie Melvin Gordon. But, uh, you know, and ever, despite losing Keelan Doss, you know, having cutting Keelan Doss, I have John Gruden's crazy mind at 9-7. and seven. Um, I think it's more of 9-7 in spite of John Gruden. I think the seven losses are because of John Gruden, and then the the nine wins are literally them just going and balling out.
1: Just Antonio Brown, Antonio Browning across the field. Yeah, doing exactly what he did to Mike Tomlin for many years in Big Ben. He won in spite of them. That he did, because when it comes to questionable coaches and quarterbacks, yeah. I don't think I've met a better two. (laughs) Mike Tomlin makes a great kickoff cover guy, though.
2: Oh, Absolutely. And then you got the Broncos, seller of the division, losing record, 5-11. and 11. I think the only reason they get five wins is they get one lucky break on a field goal. And, you know, Joe Flacco looks like old Joe Flacco before he got his contract and leads him on a game-winning drive. And then four wins coming from a defense. You know, that's I, – I, it really is that Broncos defense is
1: going to lead that team. I think um, if they had a competent offense that could just hold the ball for a long time, that defense could be top five easily. Yeah. Just Fangio, like Brendan mentioned, Fangio is a genius when it comes to defense. He's done it with so many different groups. I mean, he was coordinator for those Patrick Wills, Navarro, Bowman, lead line 49ers teams we talked about in the linebacker episode. He goes to the Bears where their linebacking corps is arguably their weakest point, If you unless you count Khalil Mack as a DN. Depends how you count him. I put him as a DN. Yeah. Then he suddenly turns that defense into one of the top five defenses in the league. Now he goes here with a different set of skill players. They're going to be fun to watch on defense.
2: And he has strip sack Von Miller on his team. Like, come on. That's got to be – got to give the guy credit for that. Like, he, and, he's
1: going to do some magic things with Von Miller. And you have Bradley Chubb, who is trying to prove himself as the best Chubb in the NFL, and I think he's going to stand out this year too. I think he's good. I mean, he had a good rookie year. Imagine what he's going to do this year. I think – I can see him getting 15 He's certainly seven. the biggest Chubb in the league. That's for sure. Anyway, so we got the AFC settled down. We'll go to the – we'll line it up with the playoffs after the NFC. So moving on to the NFC, NFC South. Brandon, this is for me a really interesting division. I have a very competitive. What do you have for the NFC South? I
3: I have a pretty competitive as well. Um, I also have one of the lowest records in this division as well. Hmm. Um, but to start at the top, I have the Saints going twelve and four. Okay. I I have Breeze is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't think he gets anywhere near the credit he deserves. Preach it. Um, he's got one of the highest big receivers at this point now. And Thomas, and I'm really hoping he he kind of balls out and proves that he's worth what he got paid. Um, their defense, I really, really am predicating this record on them being the better of their defenses, not quite how they fell apart a little bit last year. But like the year before, I think that that would be the best scenario for them. I'm hoping that they go back to that, where they're dominant enough to where they're getting turnovers, putting Breeze, offense back on the field, and putting up big numbers just like Breeze does every year. Um, I've got the the Falcons at 10-6. I know. 10-6. What? Um, Yeah, I've got the Falcons at 10-6. I like Julio Jones. I like Matty Ice. Yeah, he can go ice cold, but I think that's where the six games come from. I think he he balls out this year. They got a great offense despite (coughs) – oh, excuse me. Got great offense, despite being in a tough division that usually ends up going to for almost every division lineup. I gave them, I think, was, I gave them both wins against the Bubs. Uh One win against Panthers and one win against Saints, just because back and forth, it's hard to it's hard to split it to where it's one sided. Um, I have the Panthers at seven and nine. I, as much as I like Christian McCaffrey, I'm not a huge fan of Cam. Oh, uh, Cam! Yeah. <laughs> he can move the ball on him. I mean, he can move the ball with his feet, but I don't trust him as a thrower as much as I should. Their defense is always decent, but Luke Kuechly is always injured, and him being part of the defense, it's hard for me to give them much more than seven wins the, the defense kind of relies on him to kind of be a guy and with his injury history this year it just the older he gets the more injuries I foresee him getting um, Christian McCaffrey is definitely going to be balling out this year he's going to be probably Cam's number one target I'm going to go with I don't see them having a whole lot of Deep balls and anything like that, there's going to be a lot of check downs, I feel like, this year. Um, then the Bucks. I like Bruce Arians, I do, but he's got Jameis Winston, and that's, that's not going to go well at
1: all. What, you don't believe in famous Jameis stealing crab legs? Oh, I'm glad you said it. I feel like it would
2: be <laughs> bad if I keep saying that same joke.
3: <laughs> I have the Bucks at 3-13.
1: Okay. I, I, you, okay. You yeah. know what? It's kind of weird because we had the exact same order with just slightly different records. I had the Saints at thirteen and three. I think, like you said, the defense is going to be a little bit better than it was last year. I think Alvin Kamara is going to continue to be a stud now that Mark Ingram's out of the way and not getting his four yards here and there. I think those are going to be Kamara's sixteen yards the game. I think Mike Thomas is going to continue to Mike Thomas. I mean, when your Twitter handle is can't guard Mike, I don't think you can let money guard you. So I think he's still going to continue to eat. I don't really know who their tight end situation is, but it doesn't matter. Drew Brees makes every tight end look good, so it's good, it's fine there. Offensive line, one of the best in the league. Saints are going to be good, as long as Drew Brees doesn't get super old overnight, but I don't see it happening. Falcons, I have them getting one more win as well at 11-5. and five. I love the offense. Calvin Ridley is arguably the second-best number two receiver in the league, behind Adam Dillon slash Stephon Diggs, depending on how you break it down. I like their situation on the offensive line. It's loaded. They drafted more guys. They have Alex Mack. They're gonna keep Matt, Matt Ryan upright. Devontae Freeman is kind of your only running back now. Trading away Coleman. We'll see how that goes. And I like their defense when they're healthy. You got studs across the board with Deion Jones. You got Grady Jarrett. I mean Desmond Trufant. They got studs across the way. They just have trouble keeping them healthy. And then at number three, I have the Panthers at eight and eight. This is the Jekyll and High team, so I think either they will completely make me look stupid and go thirteen and three because Cam will be healthy and playing like an MVP with all those stud weapons like Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson, and the defense will click, or he's going to get injured or he's going to suck and they're going to go four and twelve and I'm going to look dumb either way. So I'm going to stick with eight and eight with them, just because I think they're going to go very high up or very far down. And then the Bucks, Jameis, Jameis, Jameis. There's no Fitz Magic to kind of balance them out today, so. I have them going 4-12. I think Bruce Arians makes him look a little bit better than he is, and hopefully the Bucks don't pay him and they move on. Mike Evans will give you two wins. Bruce will give you two. That's about all I got for him. They don't have anything that stands out for me as, oh, this will be a reason you win games. They're just going to pull some off because very few teams go 0-16. And Bruce Arians is, gosh, I kind of wish Andrew Luck would have got to keep him because I think things would have been different for Andrew Luck's career, having a true offensive coordinator mind who sees his quarterback getting chastised every play. So that's what I have going for the NFC South. Kelsey, what do you got going on? I'm going to need you guys to stop looking at my uh, my list because this is killing me.
2: Um, I got the Saints 13-3. and three. Uh, Everything you guys said about the Saints is true. Um, Alvin Kamara keeps going. Mike Thomas, um, their defense is still solid. Their defense actually, I think, plays better than before. Marcus Lattimore finally comes back. Marshawn. Marshawn Lattimore, yeah, my bad. Marshawn Lattimore finally comes back to – his rookie year um, and plays out, you know, plays like he, the, the all pro he is. Um, yeah. I mean, they're too, it's, it's too hard not to pick against Drew Brees. I, I mean, that, the dude just knows how to get it. Done. Um, but so Saints 13 and three Falcons, 11 and five Matty ice. He's the reason they don't win more. Um, your job is to get the ball to Julio Calvin and Muhammad Sanu and Devontae Freeman and just watch your stats be padded as they break seven tackles and run 20 yards for a touchdown. But instead he's like, I've got to be better than that and decides to try to make something out of nothing and then it throws a pick. I so, guess we're watching two different Matt Ryan's, but continue. It's cool. I mean, his, his job is very simple in Atlanta and he just seems to mess it up sometimes.
1: Only 80% completion and, you know, hey, 5,000 yards. It's okay. Cool. Hey, you know, you're just mad that Hulu doesn't get 13 touchdowns a year, but I blame play calling for that.
2: Look, Julio needs – Julio should be the top – as as you heard in our wide receivers, Julio is the best receiver in the league in my opinion. So, moving on, the Panthers. um, I don't have as much hate for the Panthers. This is actually the division I have that has the most wins with 40. So, Panthers actually play well in spite of Cam Newton. Um, Christian McCaffrey does do what Christian McCaffrey has been projected to do and is the running, passing – receiving threat that we've all expected dj moore shows out um i have the panthers finishing 10 and six in third in that division um and then the bucks just are the bucks <laughs> the james um, and they, i gotta finished six and six and ten i mean i think you still have mike evans and oj howard I forgot. and oj howard and james is, is good for at least a couple wins i mean i can't take it all away from him with Bruzerians um, he's good for a couple weeks. Yeah. And they didn't they did sign in Dominican Sioux, so you do have another inside presence along with Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy's in Carolina. Oh that's just kidding. Just kidding. That's right, he did sign. So anyways, you got <laughs> Dominican Sue <Sioux> replacing Gerald <laughs> McCoy. Which you lose a little bit, so you're not gonna get a whole lot. But yeah, six and ten anyways for them. But
1: yeah, that's I mean the South is just kind of that division. I think the Saints rule it until Drew Brees retires. The South is very dirty this off season. So for the NFC North, we're talking to a Bears fan here, yeah, Brennan, So let's see what you got. At the NFC North. I can't wait to see the Bears be sixteen and zero. Oh come on! I don't toot my own horn that bad.
3: To Fine. be determined. Fifteen we are and one. <laughs> exactly. Fifteen and one. My bad. <laughs> uh, as much as I would love that, I actually have us at eleven and five. Um, I. I love. I mean, obviously, I love my team because it's my team. But um, this year, I've been watching a lot of it, a lot of tape on Bears, just kind of seeing if I could make some sense out of our Jordan Howard trade. And good luck with that. One. It actually, I found something that was kind of interesting um, with him. He's a great running back, but he's a great running back in the right system. And I think with Matt Nagy, it wasn't just that Howard couldn't catch a football. I think part of it was Nagy likes to run a lot of zone, and Howard doesn't like to be as close to the line. I think he needs a little bit more time to be able to cut his or get into his holes. And uh, with that that trade, we got in you know a new running back in the draft, and Montgomery or was it Montgomery?
1: Yeah, David Montgomery. Um,
3: yeah, Montgomery. Um, I think he has the ability to hit the holes a little bit better. And then, obviously, we have the Swiss Army knife, Terry Cohen, who does freaking everything. Um, Hell, he throws touchdowns. Seriously, he had, the most, he had the most catches on our team. Um, but, no, 11-5, and five, I think our defense might falter a little bit with Fangio gone. but I trust Pagano. He's <laughs> it not your
1: head coach. not getting... As long as Pagano's not your head coach in charge of your offensive line, you'll be good.
3: (laughs) I think think Pagano gets set up in Pagano because I definitely second that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
3: And then I have a tie uh, in second place with the Packers and the Vikings. Intriguing. I really, really like having Thielen and Diggs as a receiving duo think they make most quarterbacks better than they should. Should be considered, but I also feel like Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the team around him to be a high winning team. I think they still have a nine and seven record just due to Aaron Rodgers, but I think the rest of the team kind of falters and lets him down. I mean, yeah, they've got Amos. We basically traded safeties. Um they've got I don't even know who's on their defense anymore. To be honest, it's, just, it's kind of just melted away. And uh, their offense, they still have big. You know, they still have some decent receivers. Their running back is okay, um, but nine and seven is the best I got for for the Packers. The Vikings, on the other hand, their defense is still pretty good. They've got one of the best, arguably one of the best receiving duos. At one and two, um, I uh, I think a lot of their wins are going to come from their defense, though. I don't think it's going to be quarterback play, but uh, yeah. So nine and seven for both of them, and then I have the Lions at six and ten. Matthew Stafford still gets some wins, but that's about all he can he can muster with the team that they give him. They just don't tend to give him much for options to throw to anymore I mean after after Calvin Johnson left everything kind of just started rolling down and so I, I just I really want them to be good I want Stafford to have a better shot yes he's a division rival but he's still a decent quarterback when he's given the weapons he needs so yeah I mean not the highest but still fairly competitive
1: Intriguing. we have kind of a similar order. I have the Bears at 10-6. I think they still take the division. Just best defense in the – arguably the best defense in the NFC. Good enough offense. Now you will make it work. Tariq Cohen's a, a freak. He's just a freak. I don't know how he does it. He's 5'4", and he makes everybody look silly. I really like David Montgomery as well. I think he's going to be a stud for them. They're going to be fine. They're, they have Khalil Mack. They have Eddie Jackson. They have two of the best players at their position. Kyle Fuller, if he learns how to catch the ball, he's going to have 40 interceptions in a season. They'll, they're going to be the best. They're going to be. They're going to be good. Have the Packers actually tied with them at ten and six? I think if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, all he has to do is throw the ball to Devontae Adams and not throw it out of bounds every other play, and he'll be okay. Sorry, I swallowed my drink too fast. That, that shocked me. I wasn't expecting that pick. And then I think the defense has young pieces. We had to see them click. Like I like their corners: Yair Alexander, Josh Jackson. Amos gives them a little more versatility. Their front seven has some young pieces. I think they're not going to be stopping anybody but i think they can get some stops and if you give aaron Rodgers the ball enough and he's not thrown out of bounds every play they'll be all right if we get last year's aaron Rodgers, who is scared to throw an interception throws out of bounds then i retract this but i'm presuming everything's back to homeostasis with him i have the vikings at nine and seven i literally think they're only not going to have a better record than the packers because Kirk cousins just seems to i don't want to say it comes up short but something happens in those games that you need him to win where it, he doesn't seem to find Adam Thielen as wide open or Stephon Diggs. He doesn't seem to get the ball to them. Dalvin Cook, I loved him coming out, but I haven't seen enough from him to say, oh, he can run the ball and make Kirk's job easier. I just haven't seen it. The offensive line's still trash. I mean, even if Kirk Cousins was better, he still gets beat up too much. Tight end, I, Kyle Rudolph's nice, but, I mean, they don't even throw at him anymore since the emergence of Diggs and Thielen, so we'll see. Yeah. The defense is still nice. I mean, Xavier Rhodes is nice. Harrison Smith's a stud. Anthony stud. they still got weapons, but for some reason they didn't exactly stop anybody last year. I mean, I still remember Jared Goff having a career night and ripping that defense apart last year. So we'll see if they can kind of mix it a little bit. Like they went from top-ranked defense two years ago to pretty decent last year. We'll see if they can split the difference. And then the Lions, I mean, I like Matt Stafford. I like taking TJ Hawkinson early, but who on their defense is really going to – besides Darius Slay, the rest of them it's like, well – I can just kind of attack them, and there's not a whole lot of repercussions. I like your boy, on Johnson. I think he's going to be a really good running back. He's got a little bit of that Alvin Kamara feel to him. Receivers, they're quality, but they're not great. And I don't know how they're going to – I don't know what their play calling is going to look like. Their offensive lines, I mean, Frank Ragno getting hurt, I'm a little shaky, but we'll see how they develop. But unfortunately, they're at the cellar as well at 5-11. and 11. So once again – the Bears, not the Bears, the Bears, because we speak English around here. We'll probably take the division in my eyes.
2: We don't have giant cigars sticking out of our mouth while we're saying it.
1: <laughs> or Might mustaches. So, yeah, my choice is uh,
2: I'm agreeing <clears throat> with you guys at the top. Uh, the Bears at 12-4. and 4. Um, That defense is nigh unstoppable. I mean, it can... They can do whatever it wants, whenever it wants, however it wants, except for maybe catch a pick by Kyle Fuller.
1: Uh Kyle Fuller.
2: Uh, but uh, David Montgomery is a fan favorite of the podcast. If you have missed that so far, um, we love the guy here. He's an Iowa State guy, so we got to watch him last year and you know see what he could do. We, we, we're highly impressed with him. Um, Mitch Trubisky, I think we finally see the Mitch Trubisky that was drafted out of North Carolina after only playing – what ten games, twelve games? That, yeah, you know, um, I think we finally see, finally see that dude, show out, um, and yeah, Khalil Mack is still Khalil Mack. There's no, <laughs> there's no denying his greatness. Um, so yeah, I got them at twelve and four. Um, unlike you guys though, uh, the tie I have in the division is actually between the Lions and Vikings at nine and seven. Okay, someone's
1: feeling, someone likes their boy carry-out a,
2: a lot there, huh? I think this is Matt Stafford's last chance to have a run at the playoffs or even make his team viable for the playoffs, um, which we'll get to in a minute. But I have them at nine and seven. Um, the Lions, I just – I think Carryon emerges as a second-year guy. I think he puts himself in that talk of maybe a top ten running back in the league already. Um, there's – you know, his season he had last year was just already historic for the Lions. Uh, his next step would be historic for the league. So – I think that's his, his next progression. Um, and I think Matt Stafford, he, he sort of accepts his aging role. He still has a rocket arm. Um, he's still creative as all get out. And as long as Frank Ragnow is not gone for a long period of time, I think he's, he still has a good a serviceable line for him. And I think Hawkinson's going to be a lot better than what most people were expecting of him. Um, I think you know he actually does show up to be a viable target for Matt Stafford. And, you know, I do think that Kenny Galladay is, is, is shows out as a number one receiver for the Lions. So, you know, um, that's why I have it 9-7. Um, the Vikings, everything you guys said about the Vikings is true. Uh, you know, everything about Diggs and Thielen and that man sitting out there drinking the 40, Adam Thielen. Um, I, but, I, you know, they do use Kyle Rudolph in the important situations, like getting a first down when it's like 3rd and six. He's always that big-body target. He's still a big-body. You can't take that away from him. Um, their defense is still good, so I have him at 9-7. and seven. Uh, My only question with them is Kirk Cousins. Can Kirk Cousins get them over the hump, or will he be the cause of some of their losses? Um, then I got the Packers. Uh, now, granted, this is the only division I have that ha- does not have a losing record in it. Um, I have the Packers at 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, you know all the things that you guys said about the defense is true, but it's also their first year together. Um, you know there's some young pieces there that are prone to mental lapses. Uh, you know you got chemistry issues, and then on the offensive side, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, but he's also Aaron Rodgers coming off a major knee injury that hampered him last season that sh- made him throw the ball away when he didn't because when normally he would scramble for ten yards, he would just throw it away instead. Um, so I just I don't I don't see. Him having any more weapons offensively to really be able to do anything with. Um, Jimmy Graham's has disappeared. It was Jimmy Graham? Exactly. exactly. So, I mean, unless he shows back up, I and then, then I'll eat my words with Jimmy Graham. If he shows back up, I'll eat my words. But I just don't see him having any targets other than Devontae Adams at this point. I mean, Devontae Adams is pretty nice, but I I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, So I got them at 8-8 in the bottom of the division, which is kind of funny to say that 8-8 is the bottom of the division. It's a damn good division, then. Yeah, this is probably the most competitive from top to bottom. Um, But, yeah, so that's that's how I got it
1: rolling. I got, you know, Bears, Lions, Vikings, Packers, so. And we're going to switch ourselves now to the NFC West, where I like this division and there's been some movement in this division in the last 48 hours. Brennan, how do you got this NFC West shaking out? Um, It's interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Is this even more than the Jets 11-5? I can't wait.
3: Uh, no, 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 no. That Ooh. one is definitely the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have the Rams at 13-3. and three. Okay.
1: Res- respect it. Someone likes uh, Jared Goff.
3: I, I like Goff um as much as i like off i think the system he's in is what brings him up more than him just as a quarterback um i mean obviously the bears when they shut the system down huh. they opened up again for everyone to kind of shut it down i mean the the patriots basically replicated what we did to shut down the system so i don't give him as much credit as the quarterback that I think everyone else does. I think his more system-based than it is quarterback play, but he's still really good at what he does. Um, they still got Gurley. They got Robert Woods. I'm, wait, do they still have Robert Woods? Yeah. They still got Robert And then, yeah, Robert Woods is probably one of my top slot receivers in the league. I put him up there. Just, I don't know why. He just seems to be open more often than he
1: should. Yeah. Um, what was that? Oh, I so say he looked good in that slot role when Cooper Cup got injured. Robert Woods kind of slid into that seamlessly, too. I mean, I don't know if it's his first trade, but he looked good doing it. I mean, he he probably could be a better slot receiver if he was on a team without Cooper Cup eating everybody's lunch. Yeah, and as far as I know, Cooper Cup should be fairly healthy this year. He's looked good in the preseason, so hopefully.
3: we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I have them at 13-3. I, I still like their defense. I still love their offense. It's still pretty high-flying. Um, I think they'll have a better chance at putting it all together. They still have a young coach with a great offensive mind. He's probably going to be a little bit more ingenuitive than I, I see Andy Reid being just due to you know young quarterbacks putting them up in the air, everything like that. So I think 13-3 is pretty fair for them. I have the Seahawks in second in this division. Um, I think... This is where that Ravens tie came in. I couldn't see where the Seahawks and the Ravens would beat each other up. I think they're fairly well-balanced in terms of uh, face off They look so exactly I have the same also on paper, too.
1: On one. Hold up. They look like the exact same team on paper, too. I mean, when you just look at archetypes of positions, it's like, oh, wow, they're the same thing. Pretty, pretty much. Um, I have
3: them at 10-5-1. Russell Wilson makes plays that shouldn't be allowed to be given to him. I'm going to say given to him because there's a lot of plays where he just does stuff that should be equal to a sack or a four-throw-up, but he ends up the plays. That's the nicest uh, way I've ever heard that put. <laughs>
2: that
3: was the most polite way <laughs> of saying it. I, yeah, I know. I, I was trying to give it – New reps. Um, <laughs> he, Their team is actually decent still. I mean, yeah, old Thomas being gone and and not having Richard Sherman from years past, it's not quite the Legion of Boom. They still have decent pass rush ability, especially with the J, JV and Clowney. I don't know if he's going to make a difference, but he's at least going to keep them relevant in terms of defense. But I think the offense is where it's at just because for some reason he... Russell Wilson makes more plays than Aaron Rodgers does on fluke breakaways so um yeah I've got them at 10 and 5 I have the Niners at 9 and 7 though I really like Jimmy G. Um, I think he's definitely one of the better quarterbacks in the division uh obviously I did see him fully play he hasn't really been able to with injuries hmm. But he's got... He still has an all-right team around him. I think he's the reason that they go 9-7. and seven. If they go 9-7, and seven, I don't think it's going to be the rest of the team. I think he's got the ability to bring everyone up instead of his team bringing him up. So I give them a 9-7. and seven. And then there's the Cardinals.
1: And then the Cardinals.
3: <laughs> um, I... Really, really want to like the Cardinals. One of my favorite corners is on the Cardinals, Pat Peterson, but I have him at thirteen and three. Wait, what? <laughs> what?
2: You said you have him at thirteen and three?
3: No, sorry, three and thirteen. Oh, okay. Really, okay. Like, I mean, wait a minute now. Hold you, on. You, you <laughs> should have
2: had a heart attack just now. Hold on. Let me let me get my heart rate back down. <laughs> Let me get you an Epi pen,
3: real quick. I was like, if sorry. you don't
2: like him at like 13 and
3: 3, to... what?
1: What happens if you do like him? <laughs> no, sorry.
3: I didn't mean to give you that uh, little Ooh. bit of a heart stop there. No, it was 3 and 13. My bad. My bad. I misread that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I have them next to the Rams, and I looked right at the Rams instead of them. So Someone's <laughs> yeah, cholesterol levels bet. are out of control. 3 and 13.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, while he recovers from that heart disease, I'm just going to go ahead and throw a little bit more on there when I do the NFC West. So I agree with you at the Cardinals at three and thirteen. I want to like Kyler Murray, but I'm not sure about him as an NFL quarterback. Cliff Kingsbury, I have almost no faith in. I like David Johnson. I like Hakeem Butler. I like Larry Fitzgerald. I like Patrick Peterson. The rest of it, I don't know or really, I have no opinion on really. So I have them at three and thirteen. If it wasn't for the Dolphins, they'd probably be in that contention for number one, pick number one again. But at the top of the NFC West, I like the 49ers a little bit more than you do. I have them at 11 and five. I think porn star Jimmy has to be healthy, and what we've seen from when he's healthy has been very efficient, very calculated, very young Tom Brady-like. Quit patting your heart. It's not that big of a surprise. My my heart was not prepared for this division, okay? Okay. All right, so I got Jimmy G leading the way. They lost Jared McKinnon, but, I mean, you still have Matt Burrito. You brought in Tevin Coleman, who, back with his boy Kyle Shanahan. I mean, that's another thing. Kyle Shanahan... When he was with the Falcons, Julio scores double digit touchdowns. Without him, it doesn't happen. I think Kyle Shannon's an innovative mind at head coach. George Kittle, I mean, my God, that guy. That guy is an offensive weapon, is something else. And I think defensively, they have so many young keys, it's about time to emerge. Yeah, speaking of you know, Richard Sherman, you mentioned him, you still have Richard Sherman on the outside. He's a quality corner. You have Nick Bosa. You have Solomon Thomas, DeForest Buckner, all those early round draft picks on the defensive line. You brought in Quan Alexander at linebacker. You got some good young safeties. I think they're just going to gel, and they're going to be that team kind of like the Rams were two years ago where it's like, oh, they came in out of nowhere. Or like your Cowboys a few years ago where it's like, oh, where did they come from? I think that's going to be them kind of this year, or kind of like the Colts were last year, although no one really had the Colts going 10-6 like that. But I think they're going to be one of the teams that come out of nowhere like that where no one really sees it coming. quarterback coming off an injury. Early pick, I think they'll be surprised people at 11-5. The Rams, I have tied with them at 11-5 because there has to be something about that losing a Super Bowl hangover. I mean, for like a seven-year stretch there not too long ago, the team that lost the Super Bowl didn't even make it back to the playoffs. Sure, you add Eric Weddle, and the question, you add Eric Weddle, so you don't really lose a whole lot on the team, but how is Todd Early's knee? Is that thing healthy, or is that thing basically cobwebs at this point? Is Andrew Whitworth going to get really old overnight? I mean, that dude's get he's getting gray. I mean, he's getting up there. Is it going to finally kick in? Jared Goff is nice, but has, like Brandon kind of mentioned, has the system been kind of checked, checked in on? Have teams figured it out? Cooper Cup, how long before he's 100%? Brandon Cooks just got paid for once. He does his best work when he gets traded for no reason, so we'll see how it works when he gets paid. I like Aaron Donald. Who doesn't like Aaron Donald? The rest of the defense is pretty good, but last year they weren't exactly the dominant force we thought they'd be with all that talent. So I'm, I think they'll still be fine. They'll still make the playoffs. They're still eleven and five. To keep this division nice and competitive, I got the Seahawks at ten and six. I think they have the best run defense in football coming to this year. Jadavian Clowney, Bobby Wagner, just all the pieces they have along the defensive line. KJ Wright Shaqu- i mean, if if Shaquille Shaquem Griffin gets on the field, that sideline, the sideline range is going to be stupid. Their secondary is pretty good. Russell Wilson's probably the best improvis- improvis- improvisational quarterback we have in the league, even though he intentionally grounds it half the time and gets away with it. Tyler Lockett runs 60-yard option routes, and it works for them. I don't get it. You're missing Doug Baldwin, so I think that'll kind of hurt you as far as moving the chains. DK Metcalf will scare people into the end zone for a few touchdowns if he's healthy. So I have them at 10-6. and 6. And then, like I mentioned, Cardinals 3-13. and 13, I just have little... Very little faith in them right now. So, 49ers, surprise team of the NFC, winning their division. Porn star Jimmy leading the helm. Kelsey, I'm guessing you're not a, not a big fan of the 49ers, eh?
2: Um, well, let's just say I have this division as my worst division across the board. Uh, DJ over here has a lot of love, I'm guessing. Well, I mean, there's three really good teams and then a bottom feeder, so I they don't mean, have hey, the most whoa. wins still. But you say what you will. I mean, I heard some high records over there. Um, the highest record I have is the Rams at 10-6. and six. Um, I don't. I just don't. You know, I worry about Todd Gurley's knee. When Cooper couple get healthy, have people finally exploited Sean McVay? Um, You know, I just I don't. I don't see them doing well going forward. Uh, The Seahawks, I have them second, nine and seven. Uh, Brendan, you hit you hit the nail on the head. Uh, What Russell Wilson does is borderline egregious. Any offensive lineman watching him do what he does, it literally cringes every single moment he stands back there for seven seconds or longer and then just decides he's like oh i almost got sacked let me run away now like he looks like he just looks for an excuse to get pushed out of the pocket and it drives me crazy um they're them getting to davian Clowney though that it vastly improves their run defense and you know their, their pass defense isn't bad by any means so i, I mean i'd still have them over over 500 I've been 9 and 7 so I, you know second in the division um then I got the Niners uh Jimmy Garoppolo I he's played what three games as a starter uh, I just don't I don't see him doing well to start the season coming off another injury and then the question becomes will he continue being injured I mean the guy's only started three games and th- three or four games and he's already missed a whole season due to injury. Um, it doesn't bode well for the future. All the good things I like that Kyle Shanahan and that team built by John Lynch are putting together, um, I just worry about the Jimmy Garoppolo side to it all and, you know, really the receiving core. I can't think of a really top-notch receiver except for Marquise Goodwin out there, and, and that scares me. Um, you know, it's, it's just not good. And then losing Jarek McKinnon per season – that kind of mixed halfback, scatback type guy you need. Uh, can run it up the middle, can take it around the edge. I just, yeah, I worry about that as well. Um, yeah, Matt Breida's there, but I just don't see – I don't see the 49ers being, well, uh, you know, seven to nine is the best I got for them. No love for Jimmy. I just don't see him staying healthy, that's all. Um, Cardinals, yeah, I think Kyler might win a game or two with his feet. Um, Cliff Kingsbury's going to take – I mean, right now they can't even snap the ball without having an issue like let's be honest here and we even saw it in hard knocks too Kyle's like man they blitzed me man I didn't know what to do yeah I mean they're doing this snap clap thing and they're getting called for false starts for it every time uh it's yeah you know I don't know I just, there's a lot not going well for the Cardinals and I hate it because I love Larry Fitzgerald I want him to do well I think Christian Kirk's a young upcoming receiver um, so hopefully Kyler's able to, to figure it out and Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is able to put him in a good position. Um, but I haven't been five and 11. I mean, I, it's not the worst I have record wise, but it's definitely second in, in as far as record, worst record. So uh, yeah, I just don't have a lot of faith in them defensively or offensively. Um, so just
1: to kind of recap that I got Rams, Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals. So interesting. We'll We'll see. If the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl, you have to buy tickets for us both then. Uh, not
2: even a chance in hell. I'd have to buy tickets for my family in that case. They're all 49ers fans. So,
1: yeah, let's just say that wouldn't go well. All right, so there's the little self-hatred in your heart. But now we're going to twist things to the <laughs> NFC East, your division over there, Kelsey. But we're going to start with Brendan. How do you have the NFC East going? I can't help but feel like you're going to surprise us with some silly shenanigans here. As long as you don't tell me Actually, Eli Manning will be the MVP of Dak Prescott,
3: we're good. It's it's not too surprising. I mean, I don't have the Cowboys at the top of the division. Oh no! But with I I have the Eagles at eleven and five. Um, if we get if if they get the Wentz back that they had before the ACL tear, they're gonna be set for an easy playoff run. Um. I mean, he was basically MVP before he got his leg torn in half. But their defense is still pretty good. I mean, yeah, we lost them by a field goal. Still stings. Hmm. Um, Too soon. But they Double they points? still have a lot of offensive weapons. They got Wentz. They got like I said, it's a, a, a decent defense. They still have a really good pass rush. So, I'm going to give them about 11 and 5, top of the division. I do have the Cowboys above 500, but not far above 500. I have them at 9 and 7. If this Zeke thing keeps going and keeps going, I don't know if there's an update on it or not recently. I haven't checked today. Um, But, I mean, depending on how long this goes, he he makes or breaks the. That offense. I don't believe in Dak Prescott. No. I saying it.
1: You don't mean that. Take it back. It. Oh, no. <laughs> Preach it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can run
3: the system well, but he he's not that guy who can be relied upon, like a, a Brady Breeze, Rogers, anyone like that, who can go up to the line, see exactly what's coming at him and be able to adjust from there. I think he's just one of those guys that's kind of a plug-and-play. Um, but with that, I still think they go 9-7. I know they, when they get Zeke back, they'll be winning games again. With him, as long as they have Zeke, they've got play-action and play-action. It makes a huge difference in that offense. I mean, and Mari Cooper, he came out way better than I thought he would when he got sent to Dallas, but... I mean, he's a star now, so I'm going to give him the credit he deserves. He put up numbers that were far beyond what I was expecting. Um, the Redskins and the Giants.
4: <laughs>
3: they have a combined... They have a combined eight wins for me. I have the Redskins third in the division at 5-11. and 11. Um, Basically, when you've got an old in-debt Adrian Peterson at the top of your death chart for running backs, I see that as a, a call for help.
1: Hmm. No, oh. life alert. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he, uh, he he's, too, he's too old to be put at starting. I mean, if he's in there for a couple plays a game, yeah, I could see it, but as a starter, I just don't see him doing well. I, I don't trust in their defense, I don't trust in their offense, there's just nothing really going for them, in my eyes and the same goes for the Giants I have them at 3-13 and and those three wins, I think two of them are going to be Eli, one of them is going to be Daniel and everything else is just going to fall apart I don't think it's going to be a good year, I do think though, with this young guy, you have Eli able to teach him? As long as he doesn't teach him how to throw the interceptions he throws, yeah, it'll be all right. But then? I think part of that is the, of the offensive line. Um, I mean, when you don't have more than one and a half seconds to throw a ball, every single play or less, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to be any accurate. But... Then again, last year their deepest throw was from their wide receivers, so I I don't know what to say. We agree on. Um, oh, go ahead, sir. Oh, I was gonna say I, I, that's pretty much how it wraps up. Though I think I think the Eagles, if they get wins from before the ACL tear, I think they they definitely take the top.
1: We agree on that one. I have the Eagles at twelve and four. I think they're going to be an offensive powerhouse. They got your boy Jordan Howard at running back. They got the Sanders kid. at they drafted you. You still got Darren Sproles, kind of. I mean, we'll see how what he's like. Carson once in a lifetime. I think he'll come back to form. You have Deshaun Jackson back, and you have Alshon Jeffrey. Zach Ertz, the best tight end in football, probably the best offensive line, if not top three or four, depending on how you rank them. The defense is still going to crush quarterbacks. Their secondary is pretty solid. I think they're going to come out blazing, and I think they're going to be a powerhouse team. They might lead the league in scoring this year. So, I like the Eagles of twelve and four. I got the not Dak Prescott-led Cowboys at 10 and 6 because I think Zeke's going to come back, if not by week 1, by week 2. I think going to. they're going to go 0 and 2. Dak's going to look pretty ugly. They're going to be like, okay, Zeke, here comes 400 carries. Amari Cooper, you're getting all the passes. Jason Witten, just kind of run your 5-second 4-yard dash and turn around. And then I think the offensive line is going to take over games, and that defense is filthy. I mean, I talked about the Seahawks having possibly the best run defense with their front 7. I can see the Cowboys having the best period defense, I mean, you got studs at all levels. Demarcus so Lawrence, Jalen Smith, Leighton Esch, Byron Jones, Jeff Heath. I mean, you got weapons everywhere. Whoa! Every whoa, week. whoa! Always gets you, whoa. Every, gets you every time. But anyway, Jeff
2: they, Heath isn't even the starting safety anymore.
1: He got relegated to the bench. And, Thank the gods. And that's why I think they could have a top-ranked defense, because arguably their biggest hole in the back end has been patched-ish yeah it's it's a it's an addition by subtraction however you word it. you don't have a kamikaze back there you actually have an NFL safety but anyway hopefully yeah so I think <laughs> I think they'll be a little sluggish but I think they'll still get you 10 and 6 they'll still be a competitive team I have the Redskins at 5 and 11 as well Kay, Case Kingdom's your quarterback Alex Smith's leg is broken for some reason they don't seem to trust Dwayne Haskins it's weird I don't know what it is with Jay Gruden and these young quarterbacks not named Kurt Cousins it's kind of weird a Jordan Reed's your only real weapon to throw to. I mean, they just got rid of Josh Doxon, so Terry McClellan's going to be your starting receiver, who I kind of like to come out of Ohio State. But we'll see. Darius Geis, we'll see how he bounces back. Adrian Peterson, like you said, not really who I want is my top-ranked running back there. Trent Williams is not exact—if I'm not mistaken, he's holding out as well, too, or demanding a trade. Your star left tackle. Your right guard, Brandon Sheriff, is nice. But other than that, their offensive line— let's just say there's some holes. We'll call them holes, to be polite. Your defense is Ryan Kerrigan and what's left of Josh Norman. So,
2: yeah.
1: actually, you know what they have? De'Ron Payne, Jonathan. Allen. They have some good defensive linemen for a three-four. But oh, like,
2: let's let's not forget. Uh, oh crap! I can't think of his name right
1: now. Ruben Foster. I'm moving on because I'm you know, <laughs> not going to count that guy because the Washington Bammers is not going to count as far as that defense is starting. Hey, to look they're right trying
2: at. they're trying to rebuild that Alabama national championship team.
1: They, all they're missing is Cordy Upshaw, and then they'll be good to go. But. So I have them at 5-11. I don't think they'll do much. I mean, I think Dwayne Haskins will come in and win a couple games towards the end. But speaking of coming in and win a couple games at the end, I have the Giants shocking everyone with an 8-8 eight eight record. They're going to suck early. They're going to be like 1-4, and 1-5. and five. But I think part of that's going to be because Eli's just – he's done, unfortunately. Also, all the receivers are injured right now. I mean, Shepard, Golden Tate. I think Evan Ingram's dinged up. It's going to be basically, hey, let's get the ball to say quads five to- 500 times a game. And I think it's going to be rough. But I think – They're going to replace Eli with Daniel Jones around week eight or so. I think no one's going to know what to expect. I think all the receivers are going to come back healthy, and they're going to have like a six out of eight game winning stretch. Saquon's going to actually have, you know, not 10-man boxes, so he'll actually be able to run the ball comfortably. I think Daniel Jones, he's a really game-managing type quarterback, a really efficient short passer. He's... Kind of like Alex Smith a little bit. And like, hey, we love we love game managers on this podcast, too. Exactly. So I'm saying, like, he's really efficient. I think he's going to find Evan Ingram a lot. It's like what Eli did with Saquon, like, oh, God, and throw it to Saquon in the flats to gain two yards. I think he's going to say, oh, God, and find Evan Ingram for five yards.
4: Yeah.
1: Sterling Shepard's damn good in the slot. I think it's going to be weird how they win games. It's not going to make sense. It's going to feel like the Niners after they got Jimmy G a little bit, kind of. Or, or something like that. Or, like, when the Patriots won with Jimmy G and... Jacoby se you know, where it doesn't really necessarily make sense when you watch it, but it just kind of works. Yeah. Or even the early Dak, the early time with the first year with Dak and Zeke, and the you mean all West. the time with Dak and Zeke. I was talking about the first year when they didn't really see it coming, but. Oh, yeah, okay. Because no one knew how good they were necessarily. But anyway, I think they're going to have a surprising 8 and 8 season. They're still not anywhere near the playoffs, but I think they're going to surprise people with a nice little end of the season run, which is in most typical right. Giants fashion going to cause them to miss out on another top five pick. Yeah. So that's how I have shaken out. Eagles twelve and four, Cowboys ten and six, Giants stupidly eight and eight. And then the Redskins five and eleven because they are the Redskins.
2: Well, alright, well I guess I'll go ahead and start this I've been hoping this is the last one so I can just take my time getting into this. I uh, don't take hoping, too much time. Hoping actually. Zeke could finally, you know, sign <laughs> the deal but while you guys were talking. I check he um, still has not, so No, yeah. there are reports, they are close. Uh, hopefully that means tomorrow or any time before Sunday He signs and he can get in his jersey. We'll be good. Um, I have the Cowboys, though, at number one, 11-5. I do have Zeke coming back by at least week two. You know, if they lose week one, oh, no. The Cowboys lose week one without their best player. Okay. How terrible. But, you know, honestly, that's how it might go. Um, But I think the best thing going for the Cowboys is they don't have Scott Linehan anymore. Their offensive coordinator is Kellen Moore, who... If anybody's watched Kellen Moore's career coming out of Boise State, the guy was always – he was never the best guy in the field, but he had the best brain on the field. And so hopefully that transitions really well into an offensive coordinator role where he can find his team's best strength, which if Dak can run a game that's built on his strengths, like what sort of what Baltimore does for Lamar Jackson, if Dallas can sort of turn their offense into a Dak-friendly offense – Which means don't throw the ball. Well, I mean, throw the ball on short, you know, slants, quick outs, and Jason Witten doing his "I'm a basketball player, let me box you out" thing,
1: and then read option to get Dak.
2: Yeah, ready. and then running a read option with Dak to get him on the outside against smaller people. I think that's the best thing that can happen for Dak, and I think Kellen Moore might be able to lead that. Um, it's all up to, to you know, the Red Clapper for whether or not he'll 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 approve of Kellen Moore's play calling, but. You know, I do think I do think that is promising, and if that happens, I mean, my 11 and five might even be low for what that, what Dallas can achieve because their defense is that good. Um, and I wish I, I wasn't a Cowboys fan so I could say that more like convincingly that I won't hate it at the end of the, you know by the start of the season. But I, I just I don't know. I'm I'm still a Cowboys fan at heart, so I'm always waiting for them to let me down. But I, I you know tentatively I have an 11 and five. Taking the division. Um, then I have your Eagles at uh, nine and seven. Whose Eagles are you talking? They ain't my Eagles. The, everybody else's Eagles. Who picked them number one in the division? Um, I got them at nine and seven. I don't see Carson Wentz coming back. You know, primed after his injuries. Um, it's going to take some time, and I think my biggest question mark there is their running back. What are you know? What
1: you got, jhi no, they got they got Jordan Howard though. They got oh Jay Jordan. Howard.
2: Okay, so how does Jordan Howard fit in this offense as well? That's a zone based offense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sanders too. That kid they
2: drafted is pretty nice. And but, Darren
1: Sproles. I mean, they,
2: you know, Darren Sproles is good. Hey, but my point is that I mean, Cory Clement. You got guys coming in that are not used to the system. I mean, Corey Clement might be their most used to the system, but you don't have really anybody for 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 uh, Wentz to hand the ball off to and let, let him run the show for a little bit. I mean, you have Jordan Howard and hopefully that works out.
1: It's not Garrett blunt. If things go wrong. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I guess there's always the blunt at the end of the, at the end of the day. Um, but no, you know, you, you still have Zachert. So obviously you're good there. You're you're receiving core. You still got Alshon Jeffrey. So you're good. I mean, there's worse outlooks for the Eagles than to be nine and seven at this point in time. Um, I just don't see them taking over the lead in the division yet. Um, the Redskins. I actually have more faith in the Redskins than you guys do. I have them at eight and eight. Um, I do think Case Keenum will probably only go two and four, and then they're going to be like, "All right, Dwayne Haskins, it's time." And Dwayne Haskins is going to absolutely ball out for them. Um, I, I think I think Jay Gruden's going to pull his head out of his you know what and realize that Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback of the future for the Skins, and they're going to finally just be like, "All right, Adrian Peterson, bye." And, you know, figure out something to do. Serviceable running back at some point in time. Darius guys can go back healthy. I kind of like him with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. That could be a fun duo. And that's exactly right. How well does Darius guys come back? Um, when he comes back? If he comes back? Um, and that, that that's kind of why I'm an 8-8. Eight eight. I mean, their defense does have some holes to be filled. Offensive line does have some gaping holes to be filled. Uh, but that can be done in, through free agency during the season. You know, all these cuts that just happened. Who knows what they pick up before... Week one. Oh, sign Keelan Doss.
1: Get yourself another receiver.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, but then the Giants. I got him at six and ten. Uh, I feel the same as, way, way as you do. I do think Eli's on his last leg. I, I don't think. I don't think he gets more than a win, maybe two, while he's out there. And if he gets a second win while he's the starting quarterback, I think it's because of Saquon going crazy, and putting up two hundred yards of you know of all-purpose yards. Um, but then I do have Daniel Jones coming in, and I think his connection with the backup receivers will help bridge the gap until the starters come back. And I think somebody, one of their backup receivers, Darius Slayton, hmm. the my boy from Auburn, I think he'll he'll come he'll show out. He'll be a nice little standout until the, the starters come back. Um, I do think that, and I I, I see him at six and ten. I mean, it's not great, but it's not as bad as as some of these some of these other teams out there. So. But, you know, lo and behold, a Cowboys fan picking the Cowboys to win
1: the division. Who, who would have thought it? I, for one, am shocked. So that'll lead us. That's all the divisions. Now we look at the playoff standings. So, Brendan, we look at the AFC standings. How did your final record shake out? Who was ranked number one? Who's ranked number six?
3: Uh, number one
1: was the Chargers. And, and I had uh, the sixth being uh, the Browns. And who'd you have two through five? Like, how was your playoff seating looking?
3: So basically, the seeding went, and this was due to that shocker in the AFC East. You mean the Jets? At the Jet. <laughs> they the, jet sec the first round by. Um, Jets, second with a first-round
0: bye. Jets fans everywhere, just breathe a
3: sigh of relief. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I have the. Ravens third and the Jags uh, fourth. Um, fifth was Chiefs just because they didn't take a division. And then, of course, the Browns last. Um, and due to the bracketing, it'd be a Jags, Chiefs, Ravens, Browns game where I have the Chiefs moving on up uh, and facing the Jets the Ravens moving up to the Chargers because of game in Baltimore.
1: Um, do you want me to go all the way through to AFC title? Yeah, go and go to the AFC title game. We'll, we'll all go up to the AFC title game. Okay. Then I had uh, the Chiefs and Jets move together, and then the
3: Chargers and Ravens, and then I had the Chiefs and the Chargers advance into the AFC title game.
1: Intriguing. AFC West Battle Royale. I kind of like it. So what mine shaked out is I also had the Chargers at number one. I had the AFC East at number two as well, but with the Patriots. I had the Texans pulling it up to three, especially after those trades they made yesterday. I had the Steelers at four, just by default. I had the Chiefs at five, and I had the Jaguars at six. Nick Foles' Jaguars, that is. Big swinging Nick. Big swinging Nick. So in the first round, I actually have Big Swing and Nick leading the Jaguars over the Texans. I think, I think that defense, you have one new left tackle, but that defense is lined across the board. Nick Foles is going to control the game. I think the Jaguars, playoff time comes around. They got a bunch of pretty decent young receivers, Day-Day Westbrooks. I mean, Shorts, they, not Shorts, uh, what's that guy with the one-handed catch? Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole, there we go. I couldn't remember his name. And. I think they'll be able to run the ball. I think they're just built to win against the Texans in the playoffs. I don't know what it is about the Texans, but I have almost no faith in them when it comes to playoff time. I just, I don't. Then I have the Chiefs conquering the Steelers in Pittsburgh. I think the Chiefs are going to come out. LaShawn McCoy, Patty Mahomes in the game, they're just going to light up that Steelers team, which I think will overachieve up until right here is where it's like, oh, we only have Juju Smith-Schuster on offense and kind of James Conner. Oh, shoot. And I think that's where it's going to kind of come to an abrupt halt. Then I'll have the Chiefs. Getting their revenge over the Patriots. I think this will be the game where the Patriots finally kind of lose in Foxborough and don't quite look like themselves. I think the Chiefs aren't going to get shut out 24 to nothing in the first half and have to make a stupid comeback for the ages. I think they'll score 14 in the first half, and that will allow them to win by probably about 10 points into the second. So I think the Chiefs get their revenge on the Patriots. I think this is kind of the changing of the guard era for the new era of the AFC. And then I have the Chargers laughing at the Jaguars because as great as they look against the Texans, that will not be the case when the Chargers come to the town or when they come into the town for the Chargers, who should be playing in San Diego. Philip Rivers is going to piece them up. They're going to run it with whoever they want. I, by this time, Derwin James is going to be 100%. Good luck guarding Mike Williams. Good luck pressing Keenan Allen. I mean, either of them Jalen Ramsey, good luck with that one. Hunter Henry should be back and clicking. Right, good luck, guys. I think Chargers are going to be a four. So the AFC title game will consist of the Chargers and the Chiefs. Thanks a lot, Brandon, for uh, reading my thing before I got to do it. Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> damn, you guys. You guys literally
2: just read off each other's script. Okay, anyways. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> so for my AFC, uh, unlike you two, I don't have the Chargers at number one. I have the Chiefs number one.
1: Wow, the AFC division.
2: West at the top. Uh, Patriots at number two. Surprise, surprise. Wow, the West and the East at the top. Uh, this is where things change on mine. The Browns okay.
1: Okay, good. are Sorry. number
2: three. Uh, and then I got the Texans at number four. that They just lose out on the tiebreaker to the Browns. Um, Chargers, the number one wild card seed, who do, honestly deservedly need to be a third seed. They have the third best record, on my, in my opinion.
1: It's the same but, thing as last year with the Chiefs and the yeah, Chargers again. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's
2: just one of those things. And then I got the Steelers winning the three-way tiebreaker over the Colts and Raiders to get into the playoffs with the sixth seed well that's a mouthful but all right yeah i I just had to say that the colton raiders had an outside shot at this they just lose the tiebreaker um but then so that has me the the stillers versus the browns uh the browns literally look at the stillers and say not today guys (laughs) and the big show continues (laughs) um the chargers versus the texans the texans are outmatched every single way against the chargers and the chargers just roll through houston um which leads to your guys' AFC matchup, which is my earlier round matchup with the Chiefs' Chargers. Um, I have the Chiefs beating the Chargers in that one. And then I have probably a changing of the guard more so, in my, my opinion, the Pats versus the Browns. Um, but I have the Pats winning and kind of Tom Brady's last hurrah. And kind of showing the young Baker what he needs to do to get over that hump. Um, so it sets up for me an AFC championship match of the Chiefs versus the Patriots,
1: and that'll be an interesting one going forward. Intriguing. All right. So, do we want to go NFC or just finish the AFC? Who do we have winning the AFC title games?
2: We'll go ahead and get get through the NFC up to the same place. So NFC championship game.
1: Okay, Brent, So, how's your NFC playoff picture looking?
3: Well, um, my first is the Rams. I had them, you know, the 13-3. and three. Um, Last, I had the – sorry, I did not – last, I had the uh, the Falcons. Um, ironically, I've got three out of the four bird teams in playoffs. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but from there, it goes Rams. Second would be Saints, both first-round buys then. I have uh, the Eagles and the Bears. I had the Bears at three and the Eagles at four, just due to the tiebreaker. Um, Then I had the Hawks at fifth and the Falcons at sixth. So um, first round I had, uh, it's Bears and Hawks and Eagles and Falcons, Um, both actually fairly tough games. I actually had the Falcons winning in this one. Um, I had the Bears move up from the Hawks. I feel like with Kalamak, that that Russell Wilson factor uh, <laughs> tends to get shut down a little bit easier. Um, and I had the Rams and the Bears going in the second round. Saints and the Falcons moving up as well. Um, I have the Bears winning in that game. Hopefully, not coming down to a field goal. Uh, the Saints and the Falcons I had the Saints winning Just due to a big home game And a division game as well So final Was an NFC title game With the Bears and the
1: Saints okay. All right, I like it For the NFC Mine played out is I had the Saints at 1 The Eagles at 2 The surprise Jimmy G's at 3 The Bears at 4 The Rams at 5 And the Falcons at 6 Round one, I actually have the Falcons upsetting the 49ers. I think the 49ers got there a little too quickly, and I think this experienced season Falcons team will go in go into the bay. I think they'll take them out, so we'll have a six upsetting a three. And I think the Bears and the Rams will have their rematch here in Soldier Field, and I think the Bears' defense will be just a little bit too much. I think the Rams will still have a little bit of that Super Bowl hangover. They just talk early. We don't know if he'll be healthy for this game. We'll see how things go out. If Maybe it's a thing where the more carries he gets, he wears down as the season goes. I don't know. Either way, I like the Bears in that one. Round two, I also have the Saints and the Falcons. And I have the Saints taking them out because I think the Saints are going to be on a mission next year. Falcons will be a lot better, but the Saints have Drew Brees and the Falcons do not. That's kind of what I'm going to narrow it down to at this point. And home field advantage. Then I have the Bears take going over to Philadelphia. And I think I'm going in there and getting the upset. I think they're going to get after Wentz. I think it's going to be a collision of Titans as this front seven of the Bears takes on the front five of the Philly. We're going to see how it goes. I like Roquan Smith guarding Zach Ertz. No one guards Zach Ertz, but I think Roquan can stop him from getting 47 catches in one game. I like Eddie Jackson. I like Kyle Fuller. I like the Bears' defense, so my NSC title ends up wrapping out to being the Saints versus the Bears in the Dirty South New Orleans.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, you guys need to quit reading out your same script again. Um, so, for me, uh, I have Saints at number one, Bears at number two. Um, then the Cowboys at three, Rams at four. And then I have an all-NFC A- South wild card in the Falcons getting the five seed and the Panthers getting the six. So that super competitive division, they they put out some teams. Uh, it doesn't mean anything, though, because in the wild card round, I have the four-seed Rams beating the five-seed Falcons, and I have the three-seed Cowboys just piecing apart the six-seed Panthers, the <laughs> highly overachieving Panthers at this point. Um, So that leads my second round matchups to be Saints versus Rams and Bears versus Cowboys. Uh, I think the deciding factor in the Saints-Rams game is Drew Brees is Drew Brees, and Jared Goff is not at Drew Brees' level. He is not Drew Brees. (laughs) Yeah. So so obviously I think the Saints win that game, uh, easily beat the Rams. Well, I won't say easily, but I do think they beat the Rams this time around. There's no stupid pass interference called inside this game. It is just a straight-up saints beat the Rams Um, and then probably the most competitive matchup up to this point, the Bears versus the Cowboys I think this one just comes down to the Cowboys having more offensive weapons than the Bears I think Mitch makes one too many mistakes offensively and Dak just has a very game manager type performance
1: by only throwing 15 yeah,
2: he literally has like 150 passing yards, no passing touchdowns Zeke has three three rushing touchdowns and Dak probably puts one in Running the ball. I mean, I do, I do not see him having... If Dak throws it more than 20 times that game, the the Bears would win. But he doesn't. So the Cowboys pull it off. The Bears continue their kicking woes in the game early. It's not a deciding factor, but it just is kind of the thing with the Bears now. They just continue their kicking woes. Um, miss a couple early field goals, and that puts them behind, and they just have to chase the game after that. So I have the Bears losing to the Cowboys. Uh, Brennan's might not be happy with me about Mm -hmm. that one but it's just (laughs) ouch yeah I gotcha Um, so that sets up a Saints a Saints Cowboys matchup for me and we'll get to the deciding parts of those going forward so AFC championship game NFC championship game Brennan who do you have your AFC champion being and why I
3: haven't been the Chargers Okay. I I honestly believe you know you get there on James back. you have the defense rolling on all the numbers and being a guy who loves defense more than offense I'm okay with a game that's like 3-2 to two with a safety and a field goal <laughs> score. I think the Chargers have a better defense than the Chiefs do and I think that will play into the game a lot um, it's kind of like that Rams and Chiefs game, yeah, it was high scoring, but the defense for uh, the defense for the Rams kind of kept them kept them going, and the defense for the Chiefs kind of kept them going. There's a lot of back and forth with it. I think the the Chargers they've also got home field advantage. Um, I think with the home field advantage, Rivers doing Rivers things, and us the, the defense being able to. To stand alone, you know, they got Bosa, and again, with Darren James coming in, that'll be another great set piece of that defense to kind of reel everything back in, keep it under wraps. And I, I don't think it'll be a low scoring game by any means, but I think final, final score, uh, I had it at 27 and 21. So, not huge, but again, I think that defense makes a bigger bigger role for the Chargers than it is for the Chiefs, so are the Chargers moving forward into the Super Bowl as NFC champs.
1: And for the NFC champions, who do you have advancing out of that one?
3: I hate saying it, but I have the Saints. I, I want my Bears there, but with Saints' home field advantage, their defense, it's what I'm expecting it to be. I like Trisky, I like the Bears' defense, but in this one, when you have Drew Brees at the helm of another team, you have to be able to keep up with scoring, even if the defense holds him back. The Bears offense, I don't see it being able to quite score enough to keep up. So that one is gonna be a lower scoring it was a lower scoring game for me. But uh, it was a lot closer game than I was Then I
1: think it will be. It, it, I have it at 21 and 17 with Saints moving on to the Super Bowl. So you got Saints chargers, Drew Brees taking on his old team and down in San Diego slash L.A. We're going to get back, back to that in just a minute, so I'm going to jump to my conference title games. So I have the Saints versus the Bears like you do. The difference is defense is going to rule. I think Khalil Mack is going to get after Brees. I think Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery are going to control the clock. I think Trey Burton's going to get just open enough for Trubisky, and I think Trubisky's legs. He is probably a top-five scrambling quarterback in the league, not because he's the fastest or the strongest, but just so effective when he runs. It doesn't make sense. He's like a white Russell Wilson but looks a lot slower but still runs away from people. They have really good weapons. I think Nagy, coming off last year, I don't think that was the best Nagy we've seen. I think we're going to see a better Nagy. Plus, how do you not like that secondary? you got Eddie Jackson. You have Kyle Fuller. They're going to make Mike Thomas's life difficult. Roquan, they're going to deal with Kamara. No one stops him. So I got the Bears taking out the Saints by a kind of ugly score, like a 21-18, to 21-15 type game. I think the Bears continue their beating the Saints in the NFC Championship game from back in the 06 days, and the Bears find their way back in a Super Bowl somehow. And then on the AFC side, we did kind of agree on that one. The Chargers were the better team all around. But they're but they're cursed. They're snake bitten. The Chargers can't catch a break. They they always have injuries. Something bad's gonna happen. Somehow Andy Reid's gonna roll in there with his mustache and his tummy. Patrick Mahomes is gonna come in there and throw the ball all over the field, and it's still gonna be a low scoring game. Somehow I agree with you on that. It's gonna be like twenty four to twenty. I think the Chiefs are just gonna open up a can on them in the first quarter, and the Chargers are gonna be playing catch up the rest of the way, and I think they're just gonna run out of time. I think Phillip Ruiz is going to have almost an epic comeback for the ages until they just – then the clock hits zero. I think they're just going to miss out on time. So, for me, I got the Chiefs and the Bears, two completely opposite teams. Matt Nagy going against his former mentor and his boy, Andy Reid. So, yeah, Chiefs, Bears is who I got in the Super Bowl. Kelsey, how do you have this one shaking out? All
2: right, well, I'm going to start on the AFC side. Uh, I got the Chiefs-Patriots in that championship game. Uh, this is the real changing of the guard game for me. I mentioned the Baker – game earlier but for me this is the real changing of the guard because i have the chiefs beating the patriots i think dr robotnik himself andy reed hmm. i mean the dude looks like the bad guy from sonic the hedgehog if you have no idea who i'm talking about <laughs> uh, i think he comes in here with a game plan and he sticks to it and he doesn't try to beat himself um i, I think i think they end up winning the chiefs end up winning 35 27 um i just i don't i don't see the I don't see the Patriots being able to stick with them in a high-scoring game. And I think this is finally the time we see the chink in the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady era, like the starting to fall off. This is where the Jared Stidham era begins is what you're hoping for. I'm hoping for it, yes. Um, So I have the Chiefs winning um, winning the AFC Championship. And then in the NFC side, my Cowboys versus Drew Brees' Saints. Well, let's just say Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. Uh, And he wins a very ugly game. Uh, I do think Dallas' defense can stick with him and help, you know, alleviate some of the DAC issues that will pop up. Um, But let's be honest, it's still Drew Brees. The dude can figure out his way out of a maze blindfolded if he needed to. I mean, he's just that good. Um, He's just that smart of an offensive player, too. He just can pick pick apart a team. And Sean Payton, as an offensive coordinator, I mean, we talk about great minds. He's probably one of the greatest. So, and he does, he's the one that doesn't get the love he deserves either. But, so I have the Saints winning 24-21. Um, I feel like the Cowboys just have a chance to tie it up late and uh, not Dan Bailey decides to mess it up for me. So you think Dak gets him in position
1: to win them? No, I think Zeke gets him in the position to win. Oh, you think it with like a minute left to get the ball and they just hand it to Zeke? Well, I,
2: yeah, I think what happens actually is the defense gets, gets a late turnover, um, happens to be in the plus side of the, the field. And they got to get five yards for a field goal. They get the five yards running the ball with Zeke. And then not Dan Bailey misses the field goal. And there we are. Rough. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm breaking my own heart with that pick. But so, Super Bowl for me matchup. I got the Saints versus the Chiefs. Um, we'll see how that goes going forward. But so, Brennan,
1: Super Bowl, what you got? And who's going to be your MVP? start with the MVP or you only start with the winners? Let's find the winner and then we'll tell you who then tell us who the MVP is. Or just who the right. Super Bowl MVP is who I was talking about. Sorry. I went with the Saints on the win there. And I think it's going to be another Saints Super Bowl. Okay, so you think um, Drew Brees gets it. I actually didn't have, I don't have Drew Brees getting the win on this one. Oh, or yeah. MVP on this one. Okay.
3: Um... I actually have the game extremely close. Uh, I had it at a thirty-one to twenty-eight. Still really close. Uh, the big thing that I had was the defense. Um, I think the defense comes into play for the final. The final <clears throat> Stop. Um, and I think the big one I had was, uh, what's his name? Um, Lattimore. I had Lattimore getting the MVP. It's like a final final pick, kind of like where he saves the game, keeps him from getting that that last, uh, that last score for the Chargers. But 31-28 was the final with Marshawn Lattimore
1: being the uh, MVP. All right, I like it. Drew Brees getting his second Super Bowl. So I have the Bears and the Chiefs. And I wanted to pick the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes, that'd be cool. But I think your Bears of all teams, I think defense wins championships. I think this is going to be kind of a flipping of the era where a team that pays their players, they trade picks for proven commodities, actually pulls it off. And the NFL has been known for you trade older players for picks or just guys you don't want to pay, you don't pay the players. It's kind of the opposite of like the NBA. I think the Bears flipped that on their head this year by trading away all their picks, getting Khalil Mack and everything. Matt Nagy constructs an offense that is so Trubisky-friendly that when they go against that Chiefs, they're just like, okay, Chiefs, um, you're going to get three possessions this game. Make them count. I think they're going to sit on the ball for so long. They're going to be so weirdly methodical with Trubisky just throwing like stick routes and slant routes and short little outs. He's never going to be put in a position to fail. He's going to have like that rookie RG3 offense where if it's not open, you can take off and go. He's a bigger, usually a little more healthy guy. I know he had that shoulder dinged up last year, but I think with him, Montgomery, the short passes to Cohen, Trey Burton, you can run some real fluky stuff with him. He's faster than some teams running. And he can in. throw the ball better than most quarterbacks. There you go. Yeah, I mean he could play quarterback for the Cowboys. And <laughs> I so, will take him. Happily. And I think Khalil Mack's gonna just he's the Chiefs offensive line is good, but it ain't it ain't stopping Khalil Mack, Akeem Nix, Roquan Smith. It ain't that's a dirty front seven. Eddie Jackson over the top, I mean He's such a smart football player. He may not be the fastest, but he's the smartest safety in the league possibly right now and probably, the, in my opinion, the best safety. He's not going to let Tyreek Hill get over the top of him. He's going to be ready for it. Kyle Fuller is going gonna to beat him in very you – know, he's just going to beat him coming off the line. He's not going to let Tyreek Hill get a free run Your 4-2, flat 40 up the sideline. Samuel Watkins, we'll see if he's even playing. I mean, Travis Kelsey, he'll probably get his, but I think the Bears will be like, okay, you can have a little Kelsey, but we're not going to let you beat us with Kelsey. And then you got Roquan guarding him too. So, so that's going to disrupt it, so. Bears are going to win it, and I think in the ultimate FU John Green away, Max Mack's going to get MVP with two and a half sacks, forced fumble, fumble recovery, handful of tackles for a loss. He might even pull a pick on us. It's basically what he did to the Packers last year in week one after getting traded. I think somebody pulled that off. So I have the Bears winning it, and I have Brendan basically freaking out for like the following ten days afterwards. So the Bears return. I feel like there's a lot of lip service to our guests today, but I, I like it nonetheless. I do like I do like the Bears pick. It was, I will say, just in all fairness, I had the Colts and the Saints playing each other last week. Yeah. That's how I had it. I had a, <laughs> and then things flipped on their head and things kind of changed. All right. Well, so I got the Chiefs versus the
2: Saints in my Super Bowl matchup. Um, you know, I called Andy Reid Dr. Robotnik class in, in the AFC Championship game. Well, he finally gets defeated, hmm. uh, you know. The Saints come in, and, and they just – they show the Chiefs what they will be in the future. I think this is like looking at a mirror image of what the Chiefs will be going forward. Um, but the Saints team just pieces apart the Chiefs and Alvin Kamara, the man, the myth, the legend, the greatest – one of my favorite young players right now. I think he gets MVP. I think he puts over 120 on, on the ground, and I think he even puts 80 in the air. Um, probably two touchdowns each. Uh, have the final score being forty-two thirty-five. I just—it's going to be a high-scoring Super Bowl. I, we haven't had one recently, like really a real, real high-scoring game. So I think this is this is the moment we have two of the highest-flying offenses, and you know I'll probably eat my words. It'll probably be if this ends up happening, it'll probably be a defensive matchup mm-hmm. somehow, and like total of fifteen points scored between the two. But it, just what I see on the offenses and the offensive minds at play, it could just be such a fun game offensively. Um, but I do think the Saints' defense holds up a little bit stronger than the Chiefs, and that plus Alvin Kamara's just beastliness gets him gets him a Super Bowl MVP and gets the Saints a Super Bowl win. Very
1: good. So we have the Saints, the Saints, and the Bears. Winning yeah. Game. So one last question for everybody. Who do you guys got being the regular season MVP now? Kelsey, we'll start with you.
2: All right, regular season MVP. I can't really go away from him, but I'm going to go away from him. And not give it to Patty Mahomes. Instead, I got to give it to my boy Drew Brees. He, I mean, he get, he has second best, or he's tied for the best record in the league with thirteen and three in the regular season. In my on my my eyes, and I just think he continues his greatness. So Drew Brees is my regular season MVP.
1: I'm gonna I don't want to say go out on a limb because he almost was an MVP not that long ago. But I'm gonna give it to Carson Wentz. I think he's gonna stay healthy. I think he's gonna be second in the league in touchdowns. I think he's gonna run a lot. Cause even say he's gonna scramble, I think he's gonna find Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is gonna put up his own numbers. I think there's they have so many ways to score the ball. I just think they're they're gonna find a way to score a lot. Of- I think he's going to have like a 38, 39 touchdown pass thing. And part of that is, too, I don't think Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Rodgers, I don't think those guys are going to have their stupid levels of success in the regular season. They're going to have good. They're just not going to have their 40 touchdowns. They're going to have their 29, 28, 30 touchdowns. Where Wentz is going to have the loaded numbers of like 38 touchdowns, 12 picks, 4,500 yards, something like that. And once again, I will say, all bias aside, I also kind of thought Andrew Luck was an MVP candidate for this when I was making this list a little over a week ago. Yeah, my list is my list have changed because of Andrew Luck's retirement. Yeah, I thought Andrew Luck was going to put up stupid numbers and get them to the AFC title game, and I thought they were just going to be a force. But alas, here we are. Brendan for regular season MVP, who do you think takes it? This you one's know, got a lot of bias coming out, but I don't think it's going to be an offensive MVP this year. That'll be a first. I'll be, I hope you're right, but who do you got? I have I mean, a lot of bias here. I have Kloemak and the reason I have Kloemak isn't because of just being Kloemak. That's a pretty good the reason. reason. I have Clomac, <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's probably the best reason. What? <laughs> that's actually a pretty good reason to have Kloemak as MVP just because he's Kloemak. That's pretty good. That's pretty worthy right there. That was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I have Clomac, uh
3: due to Adano's Schemes. I mean, his blitz schemes are some of the best well-hidden schemes I've seen in, in, in the NFL. And I think that compared, or that complementing Max' skill set puts him above and beyond um, what he would normally do with just the uh, disguised uh, cover package. So I think that... The ability for Pagano to hide what's coming at the offense gives Mac just that much more of an edge to come up and potentially.
1: I'm going to I, I, I don't. It's, it's reaching, but I think he's going to tie the record for the NFL sack record this year. Okay, I like it. Oh, and you know he's going to get some tackles for loss in there too, and some forced fumbles. You know, you know what Mac's going to do like that. I like it. Yeah, I, I like the choice. I think that's
2: if we're going to have a non offensive MVP, I think he's probably your best option. Honestly, yeah. I mean,
1: I like it. All right, so you heard it here first, though. If Khalil Mack wins MVP, Brennan's buying lottery tickets for all of us. So. Yeah, exactly. But so that does it for
2: our season predictions and our Super Bowl predictions. Uh, any final words, guys? Brennan, we have, while we still have you. Good
3: season and this Thursday night's going to
1: be a long, interesting night. I agreed. I think this will be a fun one. Well, thanks for tuning in. If anyone else wants to be featured on the podcast, get a hold of us on our social media accounts. Thank you, Brendan, for joining us, and we'll see you next week.